Wait, who's Tom Holland? Tom Holland's Spider-Man, man. Oh, okay. You're like my dad trying to explain I, Brad Pitt. I'll fuck your packer. Oh, that's good. Oh, I love that. Have you ever fucked someone who smelled? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and i got a bad sense of smell. So this this is an horrendous smelling person. You know who's ruining this country? Those bisexual women. I am an ally. I am an ally. I'm a bisexual ally. 100%. <laughs> My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey guys, brand new episode of Two Bears, One Cave. And I'm here with the guy that I really wanted to start this podcast with, Jim Jeffries. Ah, uh, really? Best guy. You're, you're, Tom is just a ripoff of you, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumbed-down, fatter version. Tom, just kidding, you know, Tom and I are on testosterone. You're on testosterone? Why are you on testosterone? Just, it repairs your liver. It, it, you notice the difference? Does it, fucking, feel, does it feel good? Well, I'm jerking off like crazy. Right. I like, I mean, I, I'm I test, I mean, am I... You wouldn't want to be single with it? No. No, no, no. no, it's, no, it's, no, a, no it's a no. married man's drug. What if they found out that what if they found out that those that there was a DNA, like there's there's types of dudes that rape, right? I'm sure, yes. And then what if they found out that that was a genetic coding, right? And then they could d. Why don't they do research on that shit? Because I'm, I'm sure. I'm, well, I'm, they do. They they analyze people's brains and serial killers and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure that that people, any criminals that have died, they've checked if there's something going on in their head. Do they have to green light that? Or can they yeah, just... they have to donate their brain, I think. Oh. Yeah, because that was the thing in Dharma. Dharma didn't want to donate his brain. His dad didn't want to donate his brain. And his mum did want to donate his brain. Really? Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing on Dharma. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I, I get... Uh, I, the idea that that's real. It, there's, well, not just that that's real. There's, there's always like... There's serial killers right now that they don't talk about. Right now, killing. Yeah. That are out there. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't get a Netflix special, you must feel like a hack of a serial killer. How like crazy if, is if it? If you don't get a documentary. Yeah. I've always, like, if, if Netflix stopped doing specials with me, I'll just kill some gay guys and shove them in my freezer, man. It's not a bad uh, way to go. Like, like, yeah. yeah, like, like that. You can get a fucking big series that order. That'll give me some screen time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be... They were talking, they were talking about the, the guy... Um, not just uh, gay guys. I could kill anyone and put them in my freezer. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, Dharma seems to be the model to follow. I don't know if I... If you would kill someone, who would you kill? Uh, women would be... Uh, you'd want to start off with women. Uh, who would I kill if I had to kill someone? Nah, probably not a woman. I'd like to feel like I achieved something. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I'm just saying because women are women are easier to kill. I'd yeah. like to. Yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah, to yeah, go, yeah, look yeah. at this thing I killed. Like, like that's it's like, what, it's like that's why people with bare heads yeah, on their right. walls, right? Because it's a it's a feat. Yeah, Rogan doesn't hunt uh, little deers anymore. He hunts elk. Yeah, yeah. So you want to hunt elk? Yeah, you're not going to put a rabbit's head on your wall, are you? Yeah. Okay, you're right. I don't want to kill a woman. Oh, good. good. I don't a think quote. I could get my. I, I like gay guys too much to kill gay guys. Yeah. Like, there's a part of me when I see like gay dudes having fun, where I, I like my heart like swells for them. I'm jealous. I, I well, I, Je- jealous. I, I, I wonder. I wonder. Like, I just was old school where you weren't allowed to be gay. Yeah. Like, I never had the. Oh, now it's fine in the schools. Yeah, you know totally. I mean, I, mean right? I think everyone's gay. Yeah, like kids put on their lockers, they put like the rainbow flag and stuff like that. That would have been a hate crime when we were kids. Oh my God, yeah. If someone oh. put that on your locker. Was it? Was there homophobia in Australia? Was there homophobia in Australia? <laughs> yes, it was one of our things. No, but also, I will say, I grew up in Sydney, one of the one of the uh, gayest cities on earth. It's like Sydney and San Francisco are your two top top ones. Really? We, we have the biggest gay Mardi Gras in the world. When is it? I hope, I'm leaving for I Sydney think Friday. It, I think it just happened like a month ago. Fuck. It's already It's already happened. Where are you going? To, where, where are you performing in Sydney? Uh, I don't know. It's, you, you've been before, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all right, right? I lo- you're, I love you're, it. you're very popular in Australia. I love it. Yeah. The, uh, oh, there I am. I'm in. Oh, it doesn't say the theaters. It doesn't say the theaters, but you're everywhere. Uh, and in Sydney, Perth's a belter. Perth, Perth is where I think I'll move when I choose to retire. Really? I can I tell you? I want to go to Exmouth. Exmouth. Yeah. In England? No. In in. Pull up Xmouth, this dude, this place in Australia. I don't know what you'd do if you lived out there, but it's fucking. Oh, it's Western Australia. Oh, X, so, X, Xmouth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That place looks fucking badass. Yeah. What was I thinking <clears throat> Britain for? Anyway. Dude, there's a guy. South Devon. There we are. That's what I thought you wanted to live in. See, I would love to live in a town like that. It's a I bit isolated. Well, yeah, it's not isolated. It's, it's Britain. So it's. Yeah, that's why I like Perth, most isolated major city in the world. I still am a city guy. Yeah. But I, I like Perth. It's still like affordable. It feels like a throwback. It feels like it's it's from the nineties. I, yeah. I like it. Are the the band uh, uh, in excess from Perth? Uh, this is gay. Uh, so Michael Hutchins was from Perth. The Farris brothers were from the school up the road from us in Sydney. Oh, really? And so the Farris brothers, um, the, who were the three founding members, and then they had Kurt Pengelly, who played saxophone, and then Michael H- I, I know too much. I, I'm obsessed with NXS. <laughs> oh, you're liking excess. I'm obsessed with NXS. I, I ha- okay, so I'll tell you a story. This isn't, this isn't uh, that nice a story. but um, So I had uh, Tim Farris, the guitarist and main songwriter. No relation to Tim Farris, the... the- Super body hacker. No, Tim okay. Tim Ferris, the 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 that no, guy. He's like a body hacker. That's Ferris, yeah, Ferris. I, <laughs> I think it's Ferris. F A R R I S. Yeah, strange. There we go. No there relation to Anna Ferris. There he is. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Ooh. Maybe. Who knows? But anyway, so he he uh, came backstage at one of my gigs in Sydney, and uh, he was like, you know, when a joke just falls flat, but you're still happy you said it because yeah. you're like, well, it was still solid. It was yeah. a solid line. <laughs> Right. So he comes backstage. I'm very excited. Member of In Excess is at my gig. Fuck yeah. Right? And so remember they were the first band to have a TV show where it was like getting a new singer. After Michael died, they got yeah. a new singer. Before Pop I, Idol and X Factor and all that other stuff, they had a show, I think it was called Rockstar or something yeah. like that, and they were going to get a new singer. And since then, I think they've had another one or two singers after that. So what happened was uh, Rockstar, In Excess, there you go. So, so, uh, so, 
Tim Ferriss comes backstage and I said, so is the band still touring? And he goes, we can't anymore because I lost one of my fingers. Right? And that what? was his ha chord hand, right? So Shut he, the fuck up. Yeah, so he's lost one of his fingers. He goes, I can't play chords anymore. So I've lost this finger. I think it was a boating accident or something like that, right? Oh, my God. And like God. a rope or something like that, right? And I go, I go, okay, so, so he can't play. Any I, and I go, so you're telling me that your finger was more important than Michael Hutchins, right? And then, like, I know, I know I'm saying that to his oh, mate. Oh, that's his finger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, it's, fuck, it's like deformed. A li uh, uh, the, the loss of Michael and the loss of my finger is the oh, article. <laughs> two things I never planned for. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I say, so, yeah, he can't play guitar properly anymore because his finger's all, all out of whack. They say that Michael Hutchins killed himself because he lost his sense of smell. What, because he was doing too much cocaine? No, no, he got punched in the head in Amsterdam. Got oh, I know him. that one, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. they said he lost his sense of smell and that as an artist, he couldn't go on anymore. That was like the story that you heard. And then COVID came around and everyone lost their sense of smell and no one killed themselves. Yeah, no one killed and themselves. And I was like, eh, it doesn't I've seem never like had a good sense of smell. My wife comes in the house because this place stinks and I'm like, I, I can't. Oh, I have a horrible I have a sense terrible of smell. sense of smell. I have to get my wife to like check my breath all the time and stuff like that because oh. without her, I, I'm, I'm just going out in the wild. I would think my wife's a gangster because I think she fucks me when I smell like shit. Well, she likes you. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, she likes you. So that's your manly oh, musk that she's gotten on. involved with. Have you ever have you ever fucked someone who smelled? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've got a bad sense of smell. So this this is an horrendous smelling person. <laughs> Wait, what's there was a chick I hooked up with in high school who smelled horrible. She had a horrible breath and she was so fucking hot yeah and i could have just fixed it by saying you need to brush your teeth extra no, hard but she's already got all the good hands in the card yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like the good cards in the deck right yeah. she's doing fine right she can have bad smell she needs something to push her back a little bit they say that about they do that they do that to to, to uh, take down brad pitt they say brad pitt doesn't shower you know brad pitt brad pitt smells great he smells like everything you'd ever want him to smell like he's a fantastic wait, smelling fella sweet so how did you meet brad pitt because tom tries to, like tries to say that him and brad pitt are close i know they're not Oh, I'm not saying me and Brad are close. No, but how'd you meet him? Because he was on your show. Um, Brad, uh, I, there was Brad was a fan of my sitcom, and then I, I did a little interviewing thing with him for Netflix. They were thinking about doing extra features, and it never made it to air. And I think I was yeah. terrible at this interview. I don't think I did a good job. Really? It was my first interview with Brad Pitt. Oh my but god! But then afterwards, he uh, invited me to um, uh, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood premiere. Yeah. And I was I came in with my wife and I was seated and like Leonardo DiCaprio was sitting behind me and Tarantino was sitting here and Bradley Cooper was sitting there and all sort of stuff. And we sat down and I went, I think we're at Brad's actual seats. Right? Oh. Because everyone was yeah. sitting around. He'd already seen the film. He didn't come he like came to the party, but he didn't come and sit down. He'd already Wait, seen Are you the supposed to go to your own premiere? You go you to, to it, you do it? the red carpet and the thing up, but I think he'd seen the movie so many times, or maybe there's people who don't like watching themselves in the premiere with the audience or whatever. I, I don't yeah. like watching my own stuff, right? I so, love watching my stuff. Oh, yeah, some I people, love it. Do you? I love it more than any. By the way, and then my biggest fan. Congratulations on the trailer. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Fan thank I don't you. know if the movie's going to be great. Who knows? But the trailer alone has me psyched, and you can already tell. Even if the movie's not amazing, and I'm not saying it's not going to be, it yeah. might be the best film. Yeah. I already know I'm going to have some good laughs in that film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I already yeah, know yeah, there's yeah, yeah. moments where I'm like, and even not just saying the laughs that I see in the trailer, just the bits that are around what just happened. Yeah. And your physical comedy, spot on. Oh, thank you. You're trying to jump up off the ground, do that ninja thing laying on your back? Yeah. Funny. That was right? a, that was a uh, 
I, I was I was really proud of that. I was trying to be. I thought I'd be more physical than I was. Um, I I. Oh yeah, no, that's the trailer. The um, <laughs> hey, can you get me another water, please? But so, so bad, bad, bad. I came and sat in his seats, and then afterwards, we we uh, go to the after party, and uh, and I'm like, Brad, were they your seats? And he goes, Yeah, I've already seen the film. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's a good Brad Pitt. Brad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done that impersonation in front of him once, and it did not go down well. Really? Yeah, I sort of, I was, I, I was on a, a thing we were doing for the TV show, and he. He was there and, and on a Zoom call type of thing. And I was like, you know, huh. right, like as soon as I did <laughs> it, and he went like this, really? Like, am I like this? Whoa, dude. Duh, duh. And I'm like, and I'm like, uh, no, no, you know, no. because I, I, he, he saw me doing a Keanu Reeves, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll, tell you, I'll tell you my best Brad story. And, he, and look, the nicest fucking guy you'll ever, and I'm not Tom Segura close to him, right? I, <laughs> I don't I, think Tom Segura is Tom Segura close I, to him. <laughs> But he did. He was my weatherman. He wore a he wore a uh, a, a linen uh, fitted like like uh, custom suit. Yeah. And what's the word for custom? What are you uh, tailored, 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 tailored? Tailored. He wore a linen tailored suit. Thank you. Um, that uh, he was our weatherman like three or four times. He recorded most of them in two days, and there was no audience there, and we just recorded them very quickly. Although, mind you, when he came on to be the weatherman on my show, um, it turns out like cameramen's wives were showing up for rehearsal. Oh. Course. Right, just out of, yeah, all, yeah. Of, all of a sudden, like all the writers, all the female writers in my writers' room who didn't watch it when, me when I recorded it, yeah. they, even, they just watched it in a screen in a different room. <laughs> all of a sudden, they showed up to sit there. Like, if we said, like, Pamela Anderson in her prime is coming down to your I show. I take Pamela Anderson now. Oh, yeah. Pam, I take her Pamela now. Anderson anytime. Let's Pamela, say, and Pamela, if you want to hit it, you can hit yeah, it. Yeah, anytime. Anytime, Pamela Anderson, right? If we said Pamela Anderson's going to be on your show, and then every, like, female employee's husband just showed up on set just to yeah we would be in a world of fucking trouble it's like your joke if it's like your joke i hope this baby's white (laughs) (laughs) so so, uh so so brad had this suit tailored suit i don't know if brad knows this story and i don't know if he listens to your podcast and i might get in trouble for he does not listen to my podcast Um, we might listen to this he might listen to this because it's on so brad if you're listening uh here you might be hearing this for the first time I um, love, I love, I love, there's just, there are things that happen with celebrities that you keep on the DL where you just tell your friends yeah. and then keep going. I'm excited. Okay, this one, I, maybe I should keep on the DL. No, no, but, no, no, know, no. Look, look, and also there's, no one comes out of this story badly or yeah, anything. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so our sh- my show gets canceled, right? And then I get a phone call from the wardrobe department two days later. We have Brad Pitt's suit here. Should we send a runner to drop it off at his house or something? We don't know where he lives or anything. Yeah. I said, I said, oh, I'll call him. I text him very rarely, right? Yeah. So I text him, hey, Brad, we've got the suit, da-da-da. I said, I can send someone or I can drop it off. What would you like me to do? And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, just give it to Goodwill, right? Now, wow. I have a, a, a Brad Pitt tailored suit. I'm not going down to fucking Goodwill. What's the first thing you do when you oh hear that, that that it's now yours to dispose yeah, of? Oh, that, you give it a goodwill and then buy it right there. Back no, no, no. You just try it on. Yeah, you, you got to yeah, try it on. You, you got to try it on. Now, it turns out dimensionally... I'm a bigger man than Brad Pitt. I'm really? T- I'm taller. Yeah, you are taller. You're like six yeah, two. I'm, I'm almost six one type of thing, okay. right? And so, but also I'm fat. He's not <sighs> fat, right? Like he, you're going, yeah, you he are. He is t- ripped. You're going, what? You're dimensionally bigger than Brad Pitt. <laughs> now that you say that, I go, but I, I thought Brad Pitt was like a big dude. No, but he's, 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 he's lean. got a good shape. If you bring out Brad Pitt weatherman, you'll, we'll find the he's suit, skinny. right? Okay, so 
So there he is. There's the suit, right? There it is, right? So this suit, suit does not fit me in any way. Yeah. It does not in any way. But I, I take it, I put it away, and then my dad comes over to America for Christmas. I wrap it up, and that's his Christmas gift. And it turns out it fits my 82-year-old dad fucking perfectly. Are you serious? Perfectly. And my dad is so out of touch with, like, he doesn't know, he's never been on the internet. Yeah. He watches a few old films that he, he's so, so out of touch with things. And I said, he goes, oh, suit. He goes, he doesn't, never owned a suit. He was yeah. a carpenter who's retired now. What need does he have for a fucking suit? Like, yeah. is someone getting married? Is someone dying? That's his suits, right? And so I go, this isn't just a suit, Dad. This is Brad Pitt's suit, right? Yeah, and then my dad goes to me, he goes, Brad Pitt. And I said, the movie star. Movie star, which one's he? And I started listing movies, Meet Joe Black and all this type of yeah. thing, right? He hadn't seen any of them. He's like, ah, oh, he's famous, is he? And I go, he's very, very famous. Maybe he's, the most. Yeah, I said, he's right up there. He, 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 without argument, top five. Yeah. Without argument, yeah. maybe number one, right? But without argument, top five. Yeah. And my dad's like, and people will know who he is. I go, yes, that's what fame means. <laughs> yeah. Yes, people will know who he is. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost, so you know what these diamond grades are, you know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. And so my assistant comes over a few days later and my dad turns to Jack and he goes, Jack, can you get me a laminated photo of Brad Pitt wearing this suit? Because he can't just Google Brad Pitt weatherman on his phone oh and show God. people. So he cuts it so it's in the breast pocket size. My dad wears that suit 
with a picture, a laminated picture oh of Brad Pitt God. wearing that suit in his top pocket, right? That is fucking... And, and that's how he goes on dates now, right? And he goes, because he starts going on, because my mum died three years ago. My dad's yeah. back on the scene. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he goes out in that suit. He goes, I tell them it's Brad Pitt's suit and they don't think it is. And then I wait till they lose interest or they get annoyed by me or whatever. <laughs> and then boom, out with the photo. And they're all interested again. <laughs> He said he's been in bars where the, where the girl he was with lost her shit so much that it was Brad Pitt's suit that other young women in the in the bar came up and asked to wear it and take photos. No like way. he was like a Brad Pitt suit jacket. That's like in Australia, Brad Pitt suit jacket's a big celebrity. Fuck yeah. That's a, that's that oh, oh, that's fucking God. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know anything. Now I don't know. Brad, if, I don't think Brad would be upset by this. No, you got no, to hope not. Great, no, if Brad's got a sense, of, Brad seems like he has a sense. Great of humor. sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, great sense of humor. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He's into stand-up comedy. Yeah, he comes out to stand-up comedy. He's, you know, it's it's weird though because I. You, you brought him up. I didn't bring him no, up. No, I yeah. try not to bring him up because people always ask me about him. Well, it's, and, it's a it's a fucking it's a weird friend to have. Yeah, yeah, because like, he is like I said, like you said. Top five actors, famous actors in the world, and and he'll get down in history as one of the biggest movie stars ever. Ever, there, there, there won't be movie stars like the way he was a movie star. No, I think this Austin Butler might be the next lad. Who's Austin? He's Butler? Elvis. Oh, he's the next good looking. Let me see, pull up Austin lad. Butler. Austin, Austin Butler, you would you you would take more testosterone just to get there. Oh my God, he kind of yeah. looks like John Travolta a little bit. Yeah, but uh, he's very pretty. He dated Vanessa Hutchins. Uh, and then I think he's broken up with her since. Oh, did but... I just meet this guy? He was Elvis, man. The, no, have you seen him now? He's being interviewed afterwards. He made that movie three years ago in, during COVID, and he's still talking like Elvis, dude. For real? Yeah, the guy's like, hey, Austin. Yeah. I, I do a joke about this. I go, he's caught in character. And I go, the guy who played Dharma's not caught in character. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, of course, because Elvis is cool, man. What's his name? Austin Butler. Austin Butler. Does he have an Instagram? Uh, fucking if not, it is, right? it's probably covered in women's juices. Like, fucking look at this guy. And my cum. He's got zero posts, 3.8 million followers. <laughs> <laughs> zero posts. Tom Holland, right? He, yeah. He's got a few followers. Tom Holland, I'm somewhat friends with his father. Wait, who's Tom Holland? Tom Holland's Spider-Man, man. Oh, okay. You're like my dad trying to explain I, Brad Pitt. I fucking... I'm, who's I'm Tom, with, Tom Holland? I'm bad with celebrities. He's, I'm bad with celebrities. He's, he's, he's 61 67.1 million followers. Holy and you're like, shit. Who's Tom Holland? Well, he's been in, I've seen him in Spider-Man. I know him. I know he wouldn't he do your movie. That's I'll tell you that much. He's too really? big. Yeah, he's too big. <laughs> Tom Holland made me cry. Why? Because of the fucking... When he when he dies in the in the oh oh my god ruin it it made me cry I my my daughter goes are you crying over Spider Man Tom Holland's dad is a guy called Dominic Holland who is a who is a stand up comic on the British circuit no way yeah yeah and I remember once being at a festival and meeting Tom Holland at he would have been five or something like that right he was with his dad right and and it was like. and so I always tell my son, I knew Spider-Man as a, as a four-year-old. My Fuck. son, that blows my son's brain. Like, you know, when you say something yeah. like that. How old, how old is, uh, is his dad funny? His dad's very funny. He does, a lot of, he does a lot of stuff as a columnist and stuff like that as oh, well. Yeah. He's like an intellectual type of comic. Not like, you know, not like, not like what I do. Yeah, not like what we do. No. But uh, It's crazy because Tom Holland played 
um, who was the kid who danced in Sheffield on the street in the musical? There was a musical, Billy Elliot. Oh, he yeah. Played, he played Billy Elliot in the West End, was his first gig as a kid. Really? And then he went on to become Spider-Man and all that type of stuff. But uh, that's one of those things. Sweet, he's got a British accent? Yeah, he's English, yeah. Fuck. Why? I thought I thought he was American. Yeah, he put. we can do the accent. We just do it. Okay, who do you think can do a better? You do it English, I'll do Australian. All right. I mean, but I'm. I, but that's doing English. English is a trickier one. You well, want me? To, why don't you get me to do American? I'll you do, do American, American, and I'll do yours. 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 Have I become like a pirate type of guy <laughs> from your Exmouth? No, I, I was trying to say it today when an uh, Australian girl wants to suck your dick. Oh, uh, I'll suck your pecker. Oh, 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 I. Go on, put it in me. Oh, oh, that's good. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Oh my god! And now, and now, I've been away from Australia for so long. It's been twenty something years, right? And I'm like, I can't go back to that voice. I don't think I could go back to having sex with Australians. And nothing. Look, I love Australia. Oh, I love Australia. Yeah. But that voice reminds me of some pretty rough times. Some pretty rough girls in my teenage years. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! All right, put it in. All right. All right, so I always keep my American down and sort of deep into the throat. If I go upwards, it sounds very homosexual. Yeah, it uh, does. It so does. I, and, and that just sounds like every American to me. That's, you all sound like just California camp like that, yeah. but I, 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 I have to try to keep it sort of lower. And, uh, but that's then, good, then that's I, better than then my Australian. I have problems with words like, uh, I'll still say uh, zebra. Zebra? <laughs> yeah, I'll still say the, I'll say the word wrong with yeah. the accent rather than zebra. Zebra. Something like that. Why do you, yeah, why do we call it zebra? With It's just one E. Look, everyone calls him ZZ Top. No one calls him ZZ Top. I'll tell you that much. So uh, maybe you're in the right. I've been, I've been living in different countries for so long, I'm not sure what my words are anymore. I don't know if I'm courgette, zucchini, or whatever, eggplant or aubergine. I what's don't, aubergine? Aubergine is eggplant. That's what the – I think you – no, know, the Brits call it aubergine. Australians call it eggplant. You call it eggplant. Then we have zucchini, courgette, something else. Then we have capsicum, peppers. Capsicum. Capsicum is red and green peppers, yeah. Really? Capsicums. How long have you been away from home? I moved, I moved at uh, 21. And I'm 26 now. <laughs> Wait. No, I'm, t I'm 46. I'm 46. So I can't I imagine. At, I left at 21. Being away from home. I mean, I've li lived out now longer than I lived there. I've lived out of Australia longer. I don't think I, I just did a game show in Australia, like a legit game show. Like hosted it? Yeah, man. Really? Yeah, it's coming out in like two weeks called the One Percent Club, and it's a oh, proper. I like this already. It's a proper like, for one hundred thousand dollars. Here is your question. It's one of those ones really? with lights that go. Shut up! Right? Uh, it's a, there's a British version that's hosted by Lee Mack, who's a British comic, and it's like you stand in this uh, arena with a hundred people around you. And they all answer questions. And the first question is a question that 90% of the population can get. And so we lose 10 players. And like statistically, we should yeah. lose 10 players. And then 80%, 70%. So, and they're all IQ questions. So you can't study up. A 10-year-old has the same chance as a 70-year-old. So we, like, like what, would be a, what would be a question? Here's like an easy one that like 70% of people can get in 30 seconds. Oh. Um, uh, what's, it, what, what's, it the, what's it the beginning of summer and the end of Christmas? What's at the beginning of summer, the end of Christmas? 15 seconds. Hold on. What's at the beginning of summer? Uh, oh, spring? The letter S. Fuck. 
Like it's not that hard, but but here we go. Oh here, God, this a, is oh fuck. Here's a fifty percent question, right? So oh t- type type out on the screen so you can visually see it. H O R O B O D. Okay. Now what 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 um what fictional character are you seeing in code right now? In code. Yeah. What fictional character are you seeing in code? You have 15 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds. And code. The answer is Rob in Hood. This isn't. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, this is Rob. Rob in Hood. hood. Yeah. Wait, what, what, that's like, that's got to. Oh, I think that was a 50%er. I think that was a 50%er. Jesus, this is oh, this is going to be a good fucking show. They've, Do they have I, one in the states? I believe there's an American version coming out. Um, uh, I don't know who's hosting it. I heard, it, I, I it may will be wrong. not be me. I heard that it might be um, on Amazon, but I might be wrong about that. But um, but I I know the production company there because I was there like hey I could host the American one as well. Yeah. They were like no. Because you don't really get foreigners hosting game shows. You get us hosting late night shows and stuff like that. But you like yeah. your questions read in your own accent. I, that's I, that. I don't know what American guy you could get to host that. Well, it's just that seems those seem hard as fuck. Well, there's only about thirteen questions per episode over an hour episode, and so the rest of the time. But the the, the problem is, so the people who get knocked out on the really the real easy questions are like just w- w- what photos wrong here, and it'll be like a oh. picture of. The, uh, um, uh, Buzz Aldrin on the moon holding his helmet, right? Yeah. Like yeah, obviously yeah, that's yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. like the ninety percent questions. So there's people get knocked out on those fucking questions, man. And as a comedian, you kind of have to go them. Yeah. You can't just go, oh, it's a bit of bad luck. Oh, well, you're out. You're I like, hope you had a good day. What world do you, you live on? Yeah, and other game shows. That's why they need a comedian because you have to go. You, you're a moron. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't. Yeah. There's, no, there's no dancing around it. Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Elna Baker. And we have a new podcast. It's called Pretty Sure I Can Fly. Yep. We've teamed up with my friends and barmates from Smartless to create a podcast where we talk to folks who have more balls in a bowling alley. People who accomplish something extraordinary despite people telling them that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. You'll hear stories about the Air Force doctor who buckled into a 600 mile per hour rocket sled and became the fastest man on the planet. And a man who wrestles alligators and sharks for fun. Do not do this. <laughs> You'll hear about a foul mouth moonshiner. Got a two-inch dick and a six-inch tongue and knows how to use both of them. <laughs> and an even more foul-mouthed female stunt pilot. We got bull riders. Balloonists. Bobsledders. And big wave surfers. People who lay their balls on an anvil and hand the other fellow the hammer. Okay. I bet you've actually done that, Johnny. Maybe for sweeps. Follow Pretty Sure I Can Fly on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Pretty Sure I Can Fly early and ad free right now on Wondery Plus. Good God, I wonder, and I wonder you, how I and get. And then as you get a bit further, you become more complimentary with people. Oh, you made it to the thirty percent. Well done. But you ask, you know, hundred people. You're asking each time, what do you, what do you do for a living? What would you do with the prize money? Uh, you, you here with anyone? Uh, all that. What's the, how much money is it? Um, so if you get through to the final round and you get to the 1% question, uh, get up to the 1% questions for the 1% club from the British one. You'll, you'll see these questions are like, as I read the answer, I still don't know what the fuck's going on. Shut up. I still don't know what the fuck's going on. Anyway, so if you get to the 1% question, you can either take 10 grand home with you 
or you can risk it all for a hundred grand for the one percent question. And we we've filmed all the episodes. I can tell you, we gave away some money. Sure. Okay, here we go. These are ninety percent questions. Ninety percent question. Which one of these photographs has to be wrong? So we've got a you know, it's a, yeah. which one's that one? It's the A. No, it'd be B because it's missing the other two lights, I believe. Wait, wait. wait. Uh, it's only got one light on it. <laughs> I'm out in the 90% question. How have you got an extra? Wait. How has your brain got an extra house just for podcasting? How has this happened? <laughs> wait, hold on. I don't understand the question, I don't think. Which one has to be wrong? What? But why? why can't you go? Because B should have two other lights on it. It's only got one light. No, but yeah, but yeah, but if you're only looking at the green, the other two aren't illuminated. Yeah, they would like still they would, the they would still exist. Well, I don't even know the left one. Oh, all right. What let's, is which? which here, let, click let, the answer. Let's go to the next. Click one. the answer. Click the Do answer. you click it? Nope. Oh, wait a minute. Are there lights there? Yeah, they're just not illuminated. I was trying to think: is green at the top or is green? That's not a sign, eh? Fucking hell, I host the fucking show as well. Okay, go to the next one, 80%. <laughs> Which of these is not a girl's name? Oh, this is problematic. All right. Elsie, KT, Ivy, Ooh. Yeah, EU. Yeah, it would be EU. D. EU. E-U. It would be D. Ooh. All right. Now, next one. How many times does the letter A appear in the numbers from 1 to 99 when spelt out? How many times <coughs> they appear in the numbers from 1? Holy hell. And the numbers from 1 to 99 when spelled out. you got to think, what's got an A in it? Nothing. 80, no, 80 doesn't have an A. It sounds like it does. 50, 40, 30, <laughs> I'm going to go zero. Zero. I'm going to say zero. Zero. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. No. No, no zero. Zero. We're going with zero. Has anyone got a better answer than zero? All right. Uh, these tennis players are identical twins. They always yes. dress the same way in court. Yet it's very easy to tell them apart. How? One's right-handed, one's left-handed. Yeah, left that handed. one's an easy okay, one. Good. Yeah, you're, barrel, I'm in the 60%. You're, barreling, you're barreling through now. I know those dudes. Yeah. Which of these is the, has the wrong color background? Uh, I would say the kite. Uh, bed red, glue blue, crown brown, kite green that wasn't how you got there but you got the right how i got there that's not how i got there you know how i got there guess i know (laughs) it was the first one no i was like the sky can't be green (laughs) if it's flying in the thing but everyone else could be the thing i wanted to be yeah (laughs) this isn't this isn't good for me the the glue's just in the sky flying around yeah all right take a good look at this picture which candle will burn down first uh, I got my answer. What is it? It's B. It's B because it's the only it's, one that's lit. Yeah, there we go. Keep going. Yeah, We're in 40s. Yeah, yeah. We're in 40s. 40, 35. What number do you get if you multiply all the numbers on the telephone keypad together? Z- Fuck me. I got this one. You, you do? I got this one. What? Zero. Why? Because you multiply by zero? Anything times zero is zero. Because so, there's zero in there. Yeah. So if you one times two is one. One t- Two times... If, but ultimately, you're going to hit zero. That would have taken me three minutes. Yeah, zero. And then I would have cracked it. Yeah, all right. That's a good one. Here's a picture showing someone taking a photograph of themselves in a mirror. In reality, is this person's watch on their left wrist or their right wrist? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... I'm going to say... It's left, because you just look forward like that. It's left. 
Yeah, but that who would, takes a picture with the buttons? That, that the would that buttons, would be, buttons. Cameras are always on the right side. Yeah, but the mirrors, you're looking at the mirror. It's no, left. but the buttons on the camera is always on the right side. So it's on the right wrist because he's he's holding it with this side. No, I beg to differ. I think it's left. You think it's left? I don't know. There's no way to find There's out. There's no way to find out. Keep going. <laughs> number twenty. Number twenty. <laughs> with this, with that, that hand. Yeah, it's look because you'd be staring into it right yeah. now. We'd be facing yeah, it. It looks like he's looks like it's his left wrist. Yeah, you're staring into it. Yeah, it's, it's left. left wrist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Killer. Uh, which letter of the alphabet is used most often in this question? I, I fucking at this stage of the game, I'm on. The, I, I try to play along with the, the contestants, right? Yeah. Now I'm just like, ah, what's my next question? I it's got to be T. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have the answers for these. How do we not have the answers for these? I don't know. We're just guessing. I don't know. All right, 15%. <laughs> so there, there are these ones. Which hand is the odd one out in this sequence? Hey, it's the only one that's a right hand. The other one is a left. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had that one in one of my shows. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I had a small advantage there. Uh, which small? I already knew the answer. The slide up ahead. Uh, which two letters are missing from this tongue twister? Two letters. So you got to put two letters. Uh, S and E. C cells, C cells on the seashore. God damn, that was a good one. That's a good one. All right. Uh, 1% question. 1% question. Now we're done. This is for all. Do, okay, before you see the question. 10,000. You can leave it 10,000 10, right I now. Do you 10, want $10,000 yes, right now? 100,000 is just complicated. It's, it's only not... Australian money, though, so oh, it's, it's seven grand. Yeah. Uh, 100,000, this is what the problem is. 100,000 isn't what you think it's going to be. It, it's oh, you got... pay taxes. And yeah, I sometimes keep... I ask contestants, I go, what would you do with the money? And it's 100 grand. They're like, I'd take the whole family on holiday. I would go, I'd buy a car and I, I would, I would uh, help out some, fa you can do one of those things. Yeah. You can do one. It's almost. You can put a deposit on it. Like it's, it, it, look, it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's life changing money for people. Yeah. Right. So you don't want to belittle that. It's right? get you out of the hole money. Oh yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's get your little, your business started up. It's get, yeah. it's get the, the mortgage people off your but back. But it's not, it's, the, it's not the moniker you think it is. When you hear $100,000, we we I did a game show for $100,000, and you'd ask people, and they'd have these pie-in-the-eye dreams, and you're like, $100,000 at the end of the day isn't what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying you're fucking a model, and you're like, well, she's a foot model. Oh, I, I, my, I signed up for a comedy special deal very early on in my career for like three comedy specials for like 50,000 pounds. For real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was like, I had no money. I, I went from I never had money in my whole life. No, I'd I live week to week my entire life. Yeah. Right. And then someone offered me fifty fucking grand, dude. I I did it for ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know did what one mean? special for ten grand. Yeah, I, I but then in the end I got out of that deal. I had to pay him off plus extra money and all that type of stuff. I did my HBO special, which didn't pay paid me less than that. Yeah. Right. And at the end my HBO special put me into debt because I had to pay off that other for real contract to get out of it i'd already paid taxes on it and all sorts of shit right and so so but i knew it was a better way to go because i was locked in for three but it was like okay so one percent question one percent question what is the first number 
<laughs> okay. I, I, I shouldn't tell the story, but one time uh, on the show, my reading's so bad, I'm dyslexic, right? Um, yeah. And so the screen is got the question. Me reading it is inconsequential to the entire um, show. It doesn't matter because you can just read it. It's on the screen of the TV. I'm just a distraction, right? Yeah. But I, I'm reading it and I, I got it wrong and I hear my earpiece. Read it again. You got it wrong. Like that, right? I think I think the guy got an extra 10 seconds and that, that gave him a chance to win all. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I can't read. I, my reading is horrible. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a joke about it. Uh, I, I, like, definitely more contestants got through because of my bad reading. There was a, there was a, <laughs> a, 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 a headline one time that I saw and what I, 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 it said, we need to stop tyranny in the United States. And I thought it said tranny. And I went, what the fuck? I'm like reading it going. And you're like, as if that needs to be written. Yeah. <laughs> that should just be implied. Yeah, yeah. That's we, a waste of a billboard. God damn it. We need to get on top of this. <laughs> what is the first number that when spelled out has its letters in alphabetical order? What's the first number that when spelled out has its letters in alphabetical order? It's a uh, fuck me. So you got to go low. They're all quite I'm gonna high, guess. aren't they? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Four. Four. I would say four. Oh, five beats you. Why? Because I is before O. Yeah, but the E's at the end. No, it's spelled out alphabetically in an alphabetical order is the first number you spell it. Oh, in A, B, C, D, oh, e. in alphabetical order. Oh, yeah. Christ. Yeah. Write the question down. What's alphabetically first would be five. Alphabetical... What? What is it? Yeah. 40. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I, I, I panicked. I panicked. I don't know where the O and the U you are. You only get 30 seconds. And what happens in the show is while the 30 seconds is happening, they've got me doing some pretty shitty jokes. You know what I mean? Because you've yeah. you got to talk over the top. And I'm doing jokes about mathematical questions like, oh, you know, what a number. I'm, I'm doing seven, eight, nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm the, <laughs> oh, these are all the. Oh, yeah, EU, candles lit. Yeah. Should be the red light at the, the top. Kite. Okay, good. Should be the red light. I, I, I was out in the very first question. I was, <laughs> I was reading it. I, I was out of the very I first question. I thought it's because the other two lights didn't exist. Yeah, I, yeah I, my, I was out of the very first fucking question. Yeah. Should be a red light, not a green light at the top. Anyway, so fun game. And I'll tell you what's good about the game is, as I said, you can play it with your 10-year-old, Yeah, play it with your mum, and everyone, it doesn't matter because... Because my mother, I used to, we used to, this used to be a show called Sale of the Century. And my mum loved that she knew so much about like knowledge, right? Yeah. So we used to play this game every night. I love game shows, but my mother would always be like, no, the Tivoli Fountain, the Far Lap, the Horse. Tivoli Fountain. Da, 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 da. She'd go through all the things like that, right? And so what I used to do is every now and again, if I knew she was going to be away or something like that, I would record like on a you know, video, yeah. I'd record a video of that, the, the episode she missed. And then I would air it. She'd go to the bathroom and I'd put the video in and I'd already studied up. Oh, that's right? fucking And great. I'd sit there and I'd just be like, a, like an 11-year-old genius. <coughs> just be like, it's number 42. Red light should be on the top. Yeah. Like that, right? <laughs> but I'd always get fucked over in an ad break when they went, now in the news. So it would be yeah. something from... <laughs> oh. Were your parents married when your mom passed? Yeah, they were married. Um, yeah, they were married for fifty, almost fifty years. They were about they were about uh, two weeks off um, their fiftieth wedding anniversary. Holy shit! And um, my parents, um, they met in England. They were both Australians who were backpacking around Europe. Really? And they met each other in England, and then they came straight back. 
Yeah, so we always had a very, we always had a, 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 a much love for, we were Anglophiles. We liked the UK. Wait, did you watch the Queen's Coronation? No, not the Queen's the Coronation. The funeral. The funeral? <laughs> yeah, of course I watched the funeral. I was in, in my wife's British. Uh, I was in England for my sister-in-law's wedding. It just so happened the Queen died while I was out there. Right. Yeah. And then I had to come home. You know, I had gigs and stuff. I couldn't leave England because no planes were to fly overhead during the Queen's funeral. I was stuck there for an extra couple of days. They kept really? pu pushing my flights back. Holy shit! My mother loved the Queen. My mother used to. The, the easiest way to upset my mother, like if she walked into a room to like to make her like furious and like you do it about twice a year. You you'd only use this about twice a year. She'd come in and you got this, Mum. I think I've videotaped over Princess Diana and Charles' wedding. <laughs> she'd pulled the lugs out and everything. Like, I, I thought it was something else. Because <laughs> she, she thought that Betamax video of Princess Charles and Diana's yeah. wedding was the, the holy grail of life. I remember watching that live. She would sit there and watch it about once a month. Are you serious? Sit there and the pomp and the ceremony. I, I, one of my earliest memories is Prince William being born. I don't remember him being born. I remember their. I remember their their wedding. I I tell you, I have it. Okay, so you know when you know there's famous people. Yeah. Right. And then there's people who are like. So I'm friends with the guy Rob O'Neill who shot Bin Laden. Right. So, oh, oh, so, okay. So he. Oh, I misheard that. Yeah. So he's fa he's famous amongst famous people like that. Everyone wants to meet him because yeah. it's such an interesting story. I have another one. I know the bloke who dressed up as Bin Laden with a large merkin. Uh, like a, a, a pubic hair wig yeah. on, in a dress, wearing a turban, and sneaked into Prince William's 21st birthday and stole the microphone while he was on stage giving a speech, right? That's one of the greatest. If you get, if you get, uh, Aaron Barshak is his name. Um, Bin Laden. There we go. There's the bloke, right? So he was standing at the front of. Windsor Castle, yeah, one of the oldest castles in the world. He was standing at the front. He used to call himself the comedy terrorist. There he is with his merkin hanging out, right? Good God. Aaron's whole gig was, what Aaron used to do is, he was not getting enough stage time, so he used to dress like Bin Laden. In the early 2000s, in the early 2000s, he would dress as Bin Laden, he would jump on stage, steal the microphone from the comic and go, I'm the comedy terrorist, and get as many jokes out as quickly as he could before someone tackled him or dragged him off. Really? Or they booed him away, right? So he was always trying to get something done. So Aaron stood out the front of Windsor Castle, danced around in a turban and a dress, dressed like Bin Laden at the front of William's 21st birthday. All the royal family's going in there. The, the fancy dress, I believe, is called Colonials and Settlers or something. They're all dressed like this is... Madness. Wait, right? wait, wait. For they, they dress Prince, Prince William's twenty first birthday. I believe everyone was dressed like Zulus and shit. There was a lot of cultural appropriation. Holy right? no, shit! No blackface, do I know? But yeah. they were all wearing like, like. But they, they could have, if they would have. They, yeah, they looked like they were wearing outfits from coming to America. Right. Wow. Anyway, so so uh, uh, anyway, yeah. So that's someone showing up to the party there. Shut the that, fuck up. Yeah, that's some posh kid. Can't do that now. That's some posh cunt from Eton. Right? Oh my god, that's <laughs> fucking great! This is only in the early two thousands, right? Holy so, shit! So they all rocked up in those outfits, right? Now he's dressed as Bin Laden with a turban, with a pubic hair wig. He jumps over the fence of Windsor Castle, right, and just like doesn't know what to. Okay, he's just wandering around, and one of the security guy comes up and goes, "Excuse me, what are you doing?" 
he's private school educated, Aaron, yeah. right? So he can put the voice on. So he just goes like this. He goes, oh, I've had too much to drink and I've, I've got myself, I've, I've walked out some door to have a cigarette and I don't know where I am. Uh, and the, the, the guy, the guy laughed, walked him through six checkpoints. Oh, this guy got lost, walked him back into the party. The security walked him into the party. Then he's standing there dressed as Bin Laden. And they're all dressed as fucking Zulu warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that he just sort of fits in. They're like, oh, this guy's gone for it, right? He didn't look out of place at Prince William's 21st birthday, dressed as Osama Bin Laden, right? Then he, then he got on stage. He steals the microphone off William. William thinks it's one of his chums doing a trick on him, or maybe Harry's done something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he stood there. Aaron gets up and does his stand-up. He's never been on stage this long. He runs out of material after about five or six minutes. Shut the fuck up. And he's just up. there and he sort of goes, oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not meant to be here. And the, uh, he tells them, I should be kicked out, right? So Aaron gets, Aaron gets locked into a dungeon. It's a fucking castle, man. He gets thrown into, into the, the dungeon, dungeon, right? Holy shit, back where Henry used to put his wives. Yes, yes, yes. This, 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 the very same. So he's thrown into a dungeon. And then fucking the guy that, that the, the, the main security guy walked him through. <coughs> he's standing in front of the cell like this. And he goes, and this is very funny. Like he goes, he goes, oh, you're in trouble, mister. You're in so much fucking <laughs> trouble. You can't believe how much trouble you were in. And then Aaron goes, not as much as you. Of course, he's the guy who yeah. walked him through. That guy's that guy's not up. as much as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His job's over. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. He just brought a terror. Uh, he brought in Osama bin Laden <laughs> into his fucking. Oh, he was standing six feet from the Queen and Prince Charles. Everyone, the the, the next six people who are in line for the throne. He was standing there dressed as Osama Holy bin Laden shit. on the stage, and he was walked in by a security guard. So whenever you hang out with Aaron. That's a great story. That's a fucking that's, epic that's as, story. That's as good a, par a party story as you'll ever have. That is the best. Wait, so what, where, how much trouble did he get in? Nothing. The royal family don't want to press charges. It's the same thing as when the guy broke into uh, Buckingham Palace. They don't want to press charges. You can do anything to the royal family. Um, and if you get caught, they'll just kick you out because there's meant to be enough securities that this will never happen. Yeah. Second of all, if they press char um, charges... They might have to go to court. If he pleads innocent, they might have to go testify. Oh, and they don't want to have like a Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing with the royal family. Oh, my God. So they just go, we're good. And they act like, as a, as a, as a point of decency, we want to deal with this man's mental health and make sure he gets the care that he needs. But oh behind closed God. door, they're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> There was a cunt dressed as Bin Laden <laughs> in, a, in a turban and a dress, and you walked him through, cunt. Oh, my God. Wait, what are the odds you'll ever meet one of the royals? Um, I've done – he used to – you can do gigs, and he, he was in the audience. You could do gigs up at St. Andrews when he was at university, and he'd yeah. be at the college universities. Really? Um, other than that, it's like my mother loved the royals so much. It's like I always – painting myself as this edgy sort of i'm getting less edgy with age mind you right but it's always like this tough guy comic you know what i mean yeah but here's something about me man my mom loved the royal family that if 
any member of the royal family was visiting Australia, and they visited on the regular, yeah. right? There'd always be one of them coming over, right? Uh-huh. We're part of the common. I would have to stand on the side of the fucking road holding a bunch of flowers in the hope that one day I would get to hand them directly because the Queen would talk to one in 20 people who gave the yeah. flowers. The rest of them you gave to like a carer person who there would be this woman walking behind her with just fowls of flowers. One time I passed off some flowers that got to Diana, like they were passed on. She thought that, you know, like yeah. that's... That's the fucking. That's that's my mother's dream. That one there. The uh, I I was listening to a, a a podcast about the queen this morning about her <clears throat> that that she was technically the first. It was the first royal to ever be uh, affected by uh, media, yeah. like with with like televisions. That her coronation, they sold. Uh, I forget. They sold like. Uh, 20 million televisions like they sold they sold televisions out the ass and it was the most watched thing in in britain ever because mm. everyone had televisions but then they were talking like she had to deal with like public public relations nightmares like there was that that town that got yeah, yeah landslide. In, uh, in wales the, the yeah. landslide where they're digging out the coal that's horrific yeah, and, yeah and, really- the, and then she was like i'll wait eight days i'll let them wait yeah. to the thing and it was like a fucking it backfired on them they, they were i didn't know that she there was an assassination attempt on i her. would I, I look i'm not a monarchist i believe australia should be a republic i believe the royal family is silly to have a monarchy i think it's cool but i i'm a big fan of hers i liked her i thought she i did, like the queen too i thought she did a shitty job well right yeah. she she had to she had to do 400 engagements a fucking year she shake three million fucking hands three million yeah and every single one of those cunts has a story about when and what she said and whatever and they just it's all over for her yeah. shake 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 right like it, that's a kind of a job. And she was doing it right up until she died, right? Yeah. I think it's a stupid job, but I think she did it well. I think it's so funny. I, I never knew anything about it. And then I watched The Crown mm. and I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty interesting. And then you, fa- you fall in love with her because you go, oh, she didn't want this job. She didn't want, like, she didn't want to. She, her dad died. She was on vacation in Africa. She, she never well, she, wanted to be. She shouldn't have ever had it because her uncle, he... Um, abdicated abdicated and gave it to her dad gave it to the dad so her line of family should have never had it and then there's the king's speech thing so he, that was that was the whole thing so you got the king's speech is the first time that radio and he had to talk and talk about the war yeah. so he had to deal with talking in public on radio like please and uh, we're gonna make a fucking movie out of this yeah. <laughs> Right? You're doing morning radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing morning radio hungover and he's just like the Germans. Yeah. They are coming. Yeah. And uh so then she was the first one that dealt with TV and then arguably Meghan Markle's the first person to deal with so um uh social media. Social media. Meghan social Markle's media is, interesting. Well, I look at so so my wife, right? My wife uh is a mixed race Indian woman from the UK, right? So when she's born like, there? Yeah, my wife's born there. But yeah. I, can I tell you, I feel like Indian people are more British than anything. Oh, there, there's a lot of Indian people in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I know that. I heard that like that curry is only good because of the UK. Uh, Indian food in India is a different thing from Indian food in the UK. The one we eat but, the UK yeah, one, Yeah, but right? the UK one is, that's the best, one of the Dude, best meals you'll ever have. The best 
Indian food I've ever had in my fucking UK, life. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you you got areas like in Manchester, you got the Curry Mile, which is a mile of curry. Like it says it on the tin, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but but uh, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, so Meghan Markle is mixed race. So my wife is mixed. My wife looks more Indian than than white, but either either either. Right. Pull a picture my, of your wife. My, yeah, Taisy Lawrence. T A S I E. There's my wife. Right. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it in her eyes. Well, yeah. that's a very white picture. But yes, my wife's my wife's in the mixed race British Indian. You know what I mean? And so, so Taisy, uh, when Meghan Markle was being interviewed by by um, uh, Oprah, and then she told the story, she goes, "There was a member of the royal family." My wife was pregnant at the time. Right? Yeah. She goes, "There's a member of the royal family who questioned what skin tone the baby would have." And Oprah clutched her pearls at that moment and went, I can't. how did you? How did, and my wife, as a mixed-race British woman who loves Meghan Markle because she identifies with her, my wife's an actress as well. Every, my wife's just like Meghan Markle, right? Yeah, so yeah. She's just, and so she's just like this. My wife was just like, I can't believe. And I went, we did that yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did that with your mum and dad and my dad. It's the same we go... How tall do you think they'll be? What hair color yeah. do you think they'll be? Do you think they'll have your eyes or my eyes? I wonder how dark the skin will be, right? Yeah. It's not racism. Everyone wonders this. It's just a, it's a question. Yeah. I wonder if the kid's going to look like me. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, I mean, and when Georgia was born, uh, she came out and immediately they're like, wow, she looks like her dad. Immediately. They, my, my son looks identical to me, the new one. It's yeah. Crazy. It's you like two it's, now, right? It's, yeah. It's, I got a 10 year old and a one year old. Yeah. And it's kind of upsetting because my wife's the good looking one. And you'd like them to have, like, I, I didn't impregnate ugly people for a reason. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Because I wanted my kids to stand a chance. That's great. And then comes out looking like me. Oh. Like, uh, being funny can only get you so fucking far. Yeah. It'd be nice to have some looks. <laughs> What Chris Rock said it in his special that black people do it. Well, this is the thing because well, I have a mixed race child. You do you wonder what? Because because I'll tell you this: the hell that I've had with sunscreen. I went to Legoland yesterday. It was overcast. I got a bit of sunburn on me. Yeah. I thought I got everywhere. <laughs> there wasn't. There was no sun out yesterday. It was an yeah. overcast day, and I still got sunburn. I'd like the. I would like to have a bit more going yeah. on, wouldn't yeah. you? A bit more going. On. You're shirtless all the time. I've, I I tan very well. Do you? I'm red. I'm red a lot lately. Like I'm red. I think I I spend too much time. I spent way too much time in the sun when I was on Travel Channel. I, and I fucked my skin. That's up. why I enjoyed Britain because I didn't put sunscreen on for about a decade. Yeah. And I was. I remember just thinking, oh yeah. You were. You this were. Is, this is. You the were the good. definition of British comic, in my opinion. Like when I when I first discovered British comics, you had you had like a rock star look mm. and you're and you had a fucking cavalier attitude towards stand up of like, we'll just figure out what happens. And I remember going like, that is the coolest shit. See we didn't have that. We didn't have or you were like the first rock star comic because we didn't have that in the States. We had Attell, Norton, uh uh like like there was like Patrice but like you came over and you and you had a you I remember you'd have a pint on stage yeah, and everything I, I was think, casual I, I but you think, but you were stylish. Well th- I I appreciate that, but I don't look like a rock star anymore. I don't but I I I, I yeah, I think that that was uh Edinburgh Festival culture. 
Yeah. Because the Edinburgh Festival was, um, everyone was just wasted the whole time. It was like, and drugs were super in. And it was just, it's culturally, the British comedy scene isn't like that anymore. Really? But there, yeah, there, there, there was an era where everyone was a bit more wild. I just did. I just did um, a tour in the UK with uh, two of my best mates, uh, Glenn Wall and Andrew Maxwell, and I they're Glenn still Wall. they're still going hard. Pull up Andrew Maxwell. I may know him too. And Andrew Maxwell is uh, is a uh, Irish comedian. He even says that on his thing. Uh, he looks like an Irish comedian. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was on I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here. He was in the jungle recently. But uh, he's he's. And an, I know it, it was Andrew and uh, uh, Glenn Wall. Glenn Wall. I know Glenn Wall. Pull up Glenn Wall. Glenn Wall, Canadian comedian. I know Glenn Wall. He, I know Glenn Wall. His career, he married a British bird as well. And he, yeah, he, I know uh, Glenn Wall. Glenn Wall, uh, his, his career has been in the UK for the most part. He came out to America and does some gigs every now and again. Yeah. He does gigs in Canada. But for the most part, he's uh, been a UK guy. And so where did you guys tour? Did you guys do? We toured every, every major city of the UK. And so we did, we we do did it, Belfast we... and we did Dublin as well. So when we do it, when, like Tom's leaving, I think, tomorrow to go to the UK. But when we do it, we do... London, Manchester, uh, uh, what's the one place in Scotland? Not Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Glasgow, Glasgow, and uh, and Dublin. But we don't do it. I always wanted to do all of it. Like I wanted to tour. Like I want to do like uh, a month where you're touring everywhere. I do. I do. You know, I I, I do Birmingham and I do Nottingham and I did I Sheffield. Didn't and do Shotting, I, Sheffield or Nottingham. Uh, I do Manchester. Uh -huh. I don't. I don't do Liverpool because it isn't quite a right size room for me um it's either too big or too small you yeah. know and uh uh then you know uh belfast dublin we, we did cardiff you know that's what i wanted we, we did forty thousand people you know we did like a lot of a lot of towns and real good time and such a great place to tour because the next day you get in a van not even a bus. You wouldn't even have a bus yeah. because who needs it? The next drive's two hours, right? I did a bus. Yeah. I did a double-decker bus. It was the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I did. I do, yeah, I did it. I took it into Europe. I took it. We took the, the fucking, from, what's the, Dover to, to Normandy? Yeah, yeah. We took the, it was the greatest thing. I, I, I would do it again. I made no money on this tour, I'm certain. I, I had a posse of like nine with me. Right. It was, I had, it was, it was Fun well, as I used, fucking shit. I used two openers. I used to use one, but then people used to. I used to have one opener doing like thirty minutes, and I do like an hour and a half. Yeah. Right? And with the person doing thirty minutes, sometimes you get. And I always take comics, so I think are really good. I'm never taking just someone for company. Yeah. It's the first job is you got to be a good comic, right? Yeah. So all my openers are great, and. Uh, uh, but then you get people go, oh, I didn't like the opening. You read on Ticketmaster, and they've taken a star off, and you're like, well, that was just. I didn't. You didn't even have to have one. Yeah. I, I, I didn't advertise one. I just gave you a cunt, yeah. right? So then I started thinking, oh, I'll put two people on to do 15 minutes and I'll try to make them slightly varied comics so that the audience gets a bit more variety. So if you don't like one, you like another one because you want people in a good mood when you come yeah. out, you know? Um, and we're about to do, me and Forrest, uh, Forrest Shaw and Amos Gill are about to tour uh, the UK, uh, uh, Europe as a Sunday. We're doing everywhere, man. Oh, you're in Europe. So you do UK as one and then you go. I, I come back. I, I did UK <clears throat> as one. I come back for two weeks and then I'm doing Europe. And this is my last big tour for the year. After that, I'm just doing casual gigs. I, oh. I, I, I got kids, man. I can't be, oh, yeah, I can't yeah, be yeah, touring yeah, like you. this. Yeah, I hear you. And, uh, I'm on fucking road till the day I die. Yeah, but this is like six weeks nonstop, this one. And we're, yeah. we're, we're doing... We're starting off in Milan. We're ending up in Retrovic and holy in, shit! In, in so is Iceland. your international is your international fan base that big? My I don't think. Oh, uh, I I do 
these aren't. I'm not. I'm not doing what you do, arenas and stuff like that. These are, you know, two thousand seaters. It's a big fucking but, venue. But, but all, all that's what I do in Europe. I yeah, two thousand seaters. But I, I can't. I mean, I, I, I Berlin. I did. Ber, I do. I do. The Scandinavians. I do really well in. We the Scandinavians love grubby men. Yeah, they love us. Yeah, right. I think it's because they're so put together. And then to say, look at this, like, shambolic man. He's dancing <laughs> around and saying outrageous things. This is a cool time for me. Dude, we were doing, we'd, yeah. get up, we'd get up and do uh, do polar plunges and saunas every morning. I fucking love Scandinavia. They, they, you know what? They always come out because they're into death metal there as well. Hardcore. Yeah, really into heavy metal yeah. and death metal, right? And so the, the main thing I get coming with people, because I've played, I've played the Scandinavian country. This is maybe my eighth trip there, right? I keep yeah. going there, right? And... Uh, and they always come up and they, they, they meet and greet. They're like this. I really enjoyed the show, but uh, I was more offended last time. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like oh, that's what they're coming they from. They want to be offended. They want to be shocked. Yeah. And they want to be confronted. And oh, they, 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 they hilarious. And so I was more... Yeah, I was more offended. But still good jokes. I laughed a lot, but <laughs> that's a good not, not as offended. You know, <laughs> I, don't have, I, don't, I don't have anything offensive in any of my acts anymore, I feel like. I feel like I feel like I'm get, I'm turning into an old man. I my last special I think was one of my most offensive ones, and I just I th- I think it was like my old man right wing one, you know, when you yeah. just like like because I'm a pretty left wing sort of fellow, but occasionally yeah. I'm getting older like this. Ah, fuck off, everyone! You're bloody irritating me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I have a pro-abortion joke in my new special. Yeah, or not my new special, whatever I'm doing right now, that I, I that I only was doing in Mississippi. And Alabama, I was only doing it in the South because mm. I wanted to see, you know, I, I always wonder who your audience is. And I was like, I wanted to see if my audience genuinely was comedy fans. Like if the joke was good enough, they'd like it. Yeah. And and I tried it in Mississippi and it murdered. It murdered babies. Than, yeah, babies, babies. Yeah, and so, uh, but so I was yeah, but like, you gotta, but, I, but I, got I always find those places are where you get the biggest response for a joke where the majority of the population agrees with the opposite side. Yeah. Right? So, because with every culture, you've got a counterculture. So, you go to Mississippi, like, so me and you might be pro abortion, we might be anti abortion, but. Yeah. Here in LA, if you meet someone who's anti-abortion, who gives a fuck? They're, they're not the norm. Yeah. If you meet someone who's pro-abortion, that's not interesting. Yeah. Right? Because that's everyone you meet. But if imagine you're living... All my religious stuff always works better in the South yeah. when you say God isn't real because it's the people who have had it shoved down their throat the whole time. God's real. God's real. God's real. Yeah. And they just want to hear someone say it out loud. And so, oh, abortion's murder, abortion's murder, abortion's murder. And then you come out, you're all shirtless, and you just go, I'm for abortion. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking a release to these yeah. cunts, man. They're so happy. So so I believe that you, you get bigger <laughs>, laughs doing it in, in the danger areas. So I did my gun control routine, which is my most popular – Routine. Oh no, that one wasn't. I thought that was. No, I. The special after that, I filmed in Nashville. I, and I did I, more. I told you that. I told you that. You 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 broke the algorithm for me because your your um your your you had one the one gun bit go viral 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 yeah and then anytime there was a school shooting or any shooting it would go viral again. I wake up in the morning and then like I'm I, like I've got all these alerts yeah. and I'm like. 
Oh, someone must have gotten shot. Yeah. Right? It's a, t- it's a terrible way. I tried writing a shark attack joke just to come because I was like, I was like, there are shark attacks all the time. I would love to have that joke go viral. And, like every time there's a shark attack. I'll tell you who has a good shark attack routine is uh, Michael McIntyre. Who's Michael McIntyre? Michael McIntyre is your biggest comic in the UK. Sells out arenas whenever he wants to, if he wants to get out of bed. Uh, uh, there he is. There he is. Michael McIntyre. Wow, that's interesting the way you guys spelled Mac- McIntyre. Um, but yeah, McIntyre. Oh, look at him. He looks he, like Pete Holmes. He hosts. Yeah, he's a bit Pete Holmes. <laughs> he's a little bit Pete Holmes. Yeah. And he sort of speaks like this. He goes, hello, hello, Britain. Oh, How it, are you? He is Pete Holmes. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. That would be a good analogy. Yeah, that's a good Pete Holmes. He's British Pete Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> What's his sh- and by the way, I think Pete Holmes has a shark attack bit. Wait, um, what's his shark attack? He, um, I, what if we found I out saw, right now I that Pete his, Holmes is just doing his act over I, here? I saw his special, and I'm trying to think. He, he's, uh, Michael's extraordinarily good at accents. Really? He can do any accent from any region in Britain or the Australian accent. He always does that bit about, like, whenever you, you see in the Australian news, it's always like um, there'll be some guy in hospital. You'll go, there's some guy in hospital, and he'll be laying there, and you'll be missing an arm, and the people will be interviewing him and go, what happened? He goes, I was on my surfboard. And then out of nowhere, a shark came up. And you're like, out of nowhere? Out of nowhere? You're in the ocean. You're in the ocean. It would make more sense if I was taking the dishes out of the dishwasher. Yeah. And then out of nowhere. That's the gist, right? I'm paraphrasing completely because I can't quite remember it. But So, um, okay, let's rank comics. So like <laughs> I, I I only like the good man. Let's do this. No, I'm not gonna, no, I'm no, not gonna no, put no. anyone down. No no man. no no. Let's do this because like I would say like I would say oh, I, you, I earlier I when you were me, saying me, this, me and you can't be in this rank. I'm, no, I'm, no 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 no. 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 no but, but so I was like I was like earlier when you were saying Brad Pitt's probably top five. Yeah. Comes to, and then I said, can you? I, I was thinking, can you? Ima- my thought process went, can you imagine being friends with someone that's that high up in the game? Yeah, in in any of their professions. Yeah, how uncomfortable. But we, we do know these people. Yeah, exactly. I'm sitting. I go. I'm sitting across from one of them. Oh, and no, no, but no, but you would. You're you're one of the biggest comics. It would, but here now, here's my point. Okay, so like, say we put, like, top ten comics. Right. What we should do is start a fantasy league. Right? Yeah. Then we have a fantasy league, and then we, we have a draft day, and we pick comics. See, I wouldn't know then, anything about then, the British comics. Like, no, I, no, no. We have to do it in regions. We did yeah. American League. We're not doing the you okay. know, yeah. We're not going to follow the the uh, British Football League. You know what I mean? So, that's 50 best stand-ups? Oh, no. That, that's, those, those things, that's oh, one that's, person's opinion. Yeah. They're always – you always get to, like, the top uh, 10, and you're like, oh, come on. This, you're missing yeah. blah blah blah, and you're missing blah blah blah, and you're missing this person. Don't even have pictures person. of the people. This is an interesting list. Freddie Prince, okay. Freddie Prince. I've never seen Freddie Prince. I'm friends with Freddie Prince Jr. He's a nice fella. Yeah, his, his nice dad. Fella. His dad was. His uh, dad was Freddie Prince Senior. <laughs> yeah, his dad was the OG. <laughs> yeah. This list is uh, Phyllis Dillon. This list- is the thing with comedy. You just got to be happy within yourself, right? Yeah. And stop worrying about what other people are up to. Chase the dream, not the competition, right? Because at the end of the day, we're all fucking Phyllis Diller, man. Because no young person knows who the fuck Phyllis Diller is and she's died in our lifetime. Yeah. Right? George Burns died at 100. He was still had gigs in the fucking diary. Shut up. He died at 100. And he was the most iconic looking fella you ever... No 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 person under 30 knows who the fuck George Burns is. No one knows. and Patrice on the same list makes me happy. Dick Gregory was fucking amazing. See, Dick I, coming from Australia, 
I haven't listened to any Dick Gregory stuff. Oh. Dick Gregory never filtered through to I me. I know Dick Gregory's nephew. His Dick Gregory's nephew's fucking hilarious. He has a joke that I still think of to this day. He goes, we're sitting eating, and he's watching this white dude walk by. I go, what? And he goes, man, you white guys wear Under Armour like it's clothes. <laughs> and I went, what? And he goes, that's a workout outfit. You're not supposed to wear it out to eat. Don Rickles, fucking amazing. See, like, that's my thing, though. Don I Rickles, going- I once did Opie and Anthony, and he was on the radio with me. And it's the only time that I thought, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to cut this guy no off. I'm not going to cut him off from a fucking joke or try to top one of his jokes or even add on to one of his jokes. God. I just sit there and laugh. Don Rickles. Man, you watch some of Don Rickles now, and it, you're like, uh, like he did, there was an Asian guy in the audience, and he goes, five years. Five years I spent in the jungle looking for your grandfather. Five fucking years. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, what are you, smelling your hand? Don Rickles was fucking amazing. Oh, he was amazing. You look at this list, and you go, this list is, you can't, like if you just I, you if you but you, you there's so many people you t- can take out and add and this type of oh, stuff yeah. and it's like oh, it, Bill Cosby's on here. Well, you can't take it away. This yeah. is, I tried to, I've done a Bill Cosby routine. I've tried to do a new routine now. Yeah. Because okay, so I'm at Flappers the day I'm working out stuff. The day that Bill Cosby gets let out of prison, they got a phone call. They got a phone call. My agent who who used to work with him gets a phone call. Within hours of Bill Cosby leaving prison, he was ringing up all the comedy clubs in town going, I have myself a new set. I'm ready to go. I'd buy buy that ticket. Now, this is the thing. You want to see it. I'd I'd buy it. You want to see it. You don't want to be seen in the audience. I'm not terrible, man. Dreadful human being. Yeah. Right? But also, they do say that when someone gets out of prison, they are 70% more likely to re-offend if they don't have gainful employment. Uh, so crazy. really, for the safety of others, we I need. Admit, to, I mean, we, we, we got to get him on stage. We, we got to get him on There's stage. There's only one solution. If you want those women to be safe, he needs to be on stage. Yeah, he needs to be Fuck. doing gigs. It's the only way. What's crazy to me though is that like you would, I would, I would put a list of the top ten comics working, and I would never think to add anyone I know over in England. Or anyone well, in Australia, I, 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 I immediately. Have, I have British comics. Yeah, yeah, when you say that, I go like I'm sitting there going, "Dude, there, this list." I mean, if you did like murder, I put I put Andrew Maxwell, uh, Glenn Wool as well. Glenn Wool's fucking amazing. I'd put those guys in my top ranked tiers. Like you know, like like Andrew Maxwell used to be a comic that when I, when he was a club, he, the very few guys I used to be like, oh, "It's going to be hard to follow." Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm not scared of many people. But he was one of those ones that, yeah, hard to follow, guys. What's, you know? uh, what's, um, I just hung out with a British comic when I was over there. Fucking one of the funniest, quickest dudes. Halston, who was it? Uh, Russell Howard. Oh, Russell Howard, yeah, yeah, he's Dude, a funny guy. Fucking, he's a funny funniest guy. Funniest, and Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Amazing. Jimmy Carr, by the way, one of the nicest. Good friend, one of the nicest men in the fucking world, man. And they tried to cancel him, but funny's funny, man. Wait, wait, yeah, that was crazy. They tried to cancel him on a joke that was on a special. A joke that was on a special that was recorded, that aired months earlier. Yeah. And then they just decided to go for him. And it's like, this is the thing. So he got done for doing a joke about the gypsies or the, or the travelers, as they want to be called. You can't say gypsies anymore. But, like, I lived in Britain, man. There wasn't a lot of... People are pretty mean about the gypsies, right? Yeah, yeah. So all these bleeding hearts are like, I can't believe he would say, oh, fuck off the lot of you. 
Yeah. I never heard a nice word. No, right? I, 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 there was no. When we were there, there were people were saying, "Hey, go after the." Uh, when we were in Ireland, and I was like, "I'm not. No, it, I don't know anything about it." It's like it's like me making a joke about Aborigines. You, I don't know anything. Can, yeah, but that's different. The Aborigines are indigenous. The, the tra- yeah. the, there's there's scams that are being pulled. You you have to watch out. This isn't like going. You know those people. They do this. You you have it in lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, right? Yeah. You have this 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 depicted. It's pretty close man yeah it's pretty close right they'll tarmac your drive without asking you and then extort you to like this is things that i've seen happen yeah right i've seen it happen buy the lucky heather and then their kids will get around you know there's a lot of scams you got to be careful yeah right and so so he makes a joke about gypsies and then just the so so i think i can say this now because um it's it's past but so I, I was on the phone to jimmy and, and I, he was a little rattled he wasn't super rattled because he's a pretty cool calm collected yeah. sort of fellow and he's like i can't believe this happened four months after the thing and he had people protesting at the front of his gigs and all this type of stuff and 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 i just said something will happen in the news cycle and it'll go away don't because this up. isn't a big deal this is because nothing else is fucking happening yeah it's, it's nothing else is happening so they're going after you for a joke from four fucking months ago if something else was happening this wouldn't even be on anyone's radar yeah anyway the next week chris rock gets slapped are you serious? Right, and then the week after that, Putin invades the Ukraine. Brilliant! Fucking <laughs> crazy! Right? You know what I mean? It's, a, it's Jimmy like- Carr sitting in his mansion, going, "Ha!" <laughs> but he's too good a comic. It was never gonna. It was never gonna last. For- and also the joke. Look, I can. I can say the joke. It's I'm just quoting the joke. I don't want to be I don't remember I don't remember the joke. I thought it was a I didn't know what it was. It was a Holocaust joke. Oh. So but but he goes, in the Holocaust. Oh six, uh, yeah, I love that joke. Six million Jews were killed, but uh, silver lining, they also killed some gypsies. Yeah. Right? So yeah. so like like it was it, look, but he said before the joke, he goes, the the, the special was called Dark Material. Yeah, and he prefaced Dark that it, Material. This- and he said, These are the jokes that could get me cancelled. Yeah, and then he said the jokes, and it's like fuck me, people. If you're going to be worried about that, you know, like worried about fuck, f- like don't look back at all my old jokes, man. You'll oh. find some things, right? I have a special I won't let them put out. <laughs> I shot it; it's out there. And then they were like, someone, someone wanted to buy it, and I went, nope. <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, I titled, I, t- I think I titled the, you know, this is back when you t- you gave like a title because I think they were yeah, selling yeah. DVDs. I tell it like. Mexicans, <laughs> like it, it was fucking horrible. The uh, Did, were you pro or against? Uh, I must have been pro. I love it. Was I, it was? I love what for? I love Mexicans. My I I, if anything, if anything could be said about me, it would be that I really had a blind spot to actual racism. Like I've never really. I've I've actually. I, whenever I, I, I look, hear about I, real racism, I've I go. Said, I've said stupid things when I was a kid. Like a kid, kid, like 13, yeah. 14. I look back at some of the jokes we told in the schoolyard. Oh my god! And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ashamed. Oh, and I, if I, and if I heard my son doing it, I would, yeah. you know. But that's just we were <coughs> kids. Yeah, we were kids. We said stupid. There things. was a book, called- and that's why with anybody who does anything stupid, I'm fucking. Wh- who, who are you right now? Yeah. As a person, who? What are you doing right now? Because you can't fucking these people. I, I have a lot of empathy for someone who. Sends out a, a dodgy tweet when they were a kid. 
Yeah. You know, I wasn't supportive of Roseanne Barr. I thought that one was a bit much, personally. And now other people are. And at the time, now I look back on it and I'm like, because I had a TV show, so we spoke out again. And now I'm like, ah, fuck, what, what did I care for? You know what I mean? Yeah. But TV, you had to talk about what happened that bloody week. Yeah. You know, I remember me and, me and Bill Burr were on TV the day that Shane Gillis lost his job on SNL, mm-hmm. right? And I... I never heard what he said on that podcast or what he did or anything yeah. like that. And 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 we were on uh, it was uh, David Spacher, and David was like, "What do you think about blah 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 like that?" And me and Billy sort of looked at each other and we were like, "You know, fucking people say stupid." Sh-. And I was like, I don't, "I don't, I don't know." And I remember some of the writers in my room were angry that I didn't speak out against Shane Gill, and now. If Shane's listening, I'm a big fan of Shane Gillis. I think he's a very funny comic. I think he's an extraordinary. I think he's. I think Shane Gillis is an elite. I think we're going to be knowing this guy in 20 years. He's going to be doing like it's not going to wane. He's an. He's an. I I knew nothing of him when that first. And so I was just like, all I said on the show, and the footage is there. I just said, well, what are we going to? this I said this could be a learning moment or something like that. I said yeah. something along that line, you know. But I said, we're gonna cancel the old John Belushi where he's dressed as a samurai. Yeah. With like I think his eyes pinned back, like cutting I think so, yeah. Things with a going ah! and cutting things with a sword. Yeah. Right? I said, how far back are we gonna go? I said, SNL better watch themselves if they're like, oh, this isn't acceptable on SNL. You know, you have every they've done every face. Yeah. They've oh, done, yeah. They've done every face. They've done Asian face, black face. They've done all the faces. So for them to get all, I think the Shane Gillis thing should have been, you know, they also had the, the they also had the first Asian cast member. I've forgotten his name. He's funny. Bowen Yang. Bowen Bo Yang. Yep. And uh, so they had him maybe do a sketch about it or something and then see how we are moving forward. Bowen didn't seem to be upset. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's how I felt about it at the time. I don't think there's, I don't, I, I think... If you are in that that group of there's there's um people that their currency is the outrage like the they're out there they 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 can't really find they're not allowed because like my buddy Croy uh, uh, interestingly enough for a guy who was fairly measured killed himself oh, but uh, but it's, he's it's the worst it's, it's the, the fucking the worst fucking w- when someone commits suicide it's the fuck. And you know what? I have so much empathy for people who fucking do it because I've been at that stage in life where I've just really? sort of gone and I had to check myself. You know what I mean? Really? And if maybe because I, when I was younger in my early twenties and stuff like that, I thought about it and all that type of stuff. And and you know what always stopped me? I, I, it would really upset me, mum. You yeah. know what I mean? I remember thinking, oh, when she dies, I could probably do it. Then it wouldn't upset too many. And then you're like. I've had people commit suicide in my life. It dev- If you're ever doing, you. you don't think that it's going to devastate the people around you. It destroys the you, people you, around you. You don't think about the shrapnel. That's a push of a domino that sets off a chain of events. And I, I but I, I understand pain. Mm-hmm. I understand uh, your head. You can't fix it or something like that. And and. Whenever you say that someone who commits suicide is a coward or something like that, and people say that all the time, it took the coward's way out or something like that, you've got to understand that the people who do it truly are sick in the head. They truly, truly believe that the world will be better without them. Their friends and family 
will appreciate them doing it. They get to that stage. Yeah. And it's never the case. There's never been a case of someone killing themselves except for Jeffrey Epstein or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, someone, yeah, in, yeah. someone in prison or something like that. But, but there's never been a case of someone who's committed suicide where everyone around was like, oh. Hitler. Uh, I bet, I bet no, if you were in no, that bunker. No, 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 no. They didn't fucking want Hitler to commit suicide. Oh, they wanted to get him. They yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah, capture yeah. him or very least shoot them themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That really was the cowards. I bet, if you, were, I bet if you were in that bunker when Hitler killed himself, you're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not, What's the joke? Now. He was only married for about three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, I had. That was a joke. I got into, a, I got into a cab in England. Are oh, you going to tell your story about your friend? I cut oh, you no, off. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Um, but you said no, he, no, no. I, he had just said to me, "Well, this is a long. This is before cancer culture. This is before anything. This is just." He was talking about a friend of ours who was a. Uh, a vegetarian right a vegan oh well there and he goes and he goes i i can't i say interestingly enough because he did kill himself but he said i can't live in absolutes i can't live in absolutes and he goes and I, and he was croy was a guy that was he would be very pensive about a subject and chew on it non-stop and he's like i i and this one little thing of this person going vegan he got really worked him up and he was like she never gets bacon now she can't ever have bacon not on my book because when you say you're a vegan for life, now I hold you to that. So like, you gotta know when the words you say have meanings because people say things without meanings. They say it and they don't mean it. Yeah, but you can change your mind about it. You vegan, can change your mind, but when you are one of those people that say you've consistently been outraged and you've been vocal about like uh, like Louis and, and, and Cosby and Shane Gillis and, and you've been vocal across the board. Well, by the way, you, those three men aren't all, they they're, they're, they're they're all that's, not, that's not the same group. Sorry, Shane. Sorry, Shane. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. Shane's well, going, what he, the he, fuck? He, Louis as well. Like, yeah, Louis too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Aziz. You know. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> no, the, um, but when there, there's people that have, they've, they've made, made their, their, their direction is that one line where I, if, if there's been an infraction, cancel them, they're dead to us, never allowed to work, I don't want to see them at the cellar, this and that. Well, then they, they have no room to kind of like wiggle room, whereas like when you don't really, especially when you don't speak out about it, you can just def definitely allow your opinions to change. Mm. So I, 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 I've only spoken out about once. Oh, I, I regret speaking out about it. I, 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 I regret yeah. it. I regret it. I, I, I would regret ever speaking out about I, ever, I, any I comic ever. I changed my mind about things. Life's got a lot of gray area, man, when I was younger and stuff. The TV show, the Jim Jeffrey show, was a bit of a struggle at some times because of the fact that something happened and I needed to have an opinion. And, and most of the time I'd keep my opinions to myself. But when you got a TV show... Yeah, you got to have well, an opinion. you got to have your opinion. And sometimes I had an opinion, but I didn't really give a fuck. Right? Yeah. And I couldn't voice that. That if you if you push me, it's like it's like you go, how many pronouns should a trans person have? Right? I I'm like, I don't know, see, I don't give a fuck. Six. Yeah, yeah I don't give I, a fuck. But I don't give a fuck if you have eighty. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you have eighty. But if you push me, <laughs> yeah. I'll go six and then they go, no, thirty. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Someone <laughs> said someone said I go, they're they're uh, I was drinking a Bud Light on stage. And isn't night. isn't that the, the thing with Racism and bigotry and all that stuff. Don't we want to get to that utopia of people not giving a fuck? Yes. Yeah. I would. I would. I would love if we could get to. I wish. I would. I hope. I get. Them, but Donald Rollins argued you cannot give a fuck because you're white, Bert. But I would say the goal is for everyone to not give a fuck. Not every, that's that's the utopia we want to get yeah. to. A society that doesn't give a fuck. That would be fucking. We're not. Beautiful. We're not angry. We're not sad. We're not this. We're not that. Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like. <clears throat> Um, I had a friend who 
uh, she uh, was a bisexual advocate. I think, she, and I said, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And we have advocates for the I gays. I don't care who you're fucking. We have advocates for the gays. We have advocates for the trans community. But the bisexuals, we're all kind of, <laughs> we're all kind of jealous. Yeah. You, you've got the pick of the litter. Yeah. You've got everyone. You want my support? All I've got is women. Yeah. I got your back. I'll march with you. Yeah, I'm like. But make sure you bring the kind I like to the march. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone likes you. Bisexual yeah. women, popular. Very popular. popular. No, I don't, I've never heard anyone sit at a party go, you know who's ruining this country? <laughs> Those bisexual women. No, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. A big fan. Yeah. We try to date you. I am an ally. I am an ally. <laughs> I'm a bisexual ally. I will. If, if you want to have sex with a man or woman, I will be your man to help you out and get through what you're going through. <laughs> let me let me march with you. I'm here for you. Yeah. God damn it. The uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, the I was drinking a Bud Light on stage the other day. Yeah, and I don't know if you've. I I don't follow anything, so I I really honestly don't follow anything. Yeah, yeah. I, all I listen to is I history used to podcast. follow the news on the TV show, and then I stop. I've stopped with the news, and now if, if it filters through to me, something big's happened. Yeah, yeah. So I crack a, a Bud Light, and they start booing, and I'm like, well, that's not the reaction I get when I have a beer on stage. Usually, mm. usually it's a roaring ovation. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, are you not, you're going to drink Bud Light, this guy? And I go, yeah, I'm going to drink Bud Light. And he was like, do you see they they support trans? And I was like. They support trans? Yeah. Well, they did a, that's what the guy said. And I was like, okay. Yeah, but I said, I don't really give a fuck. They did a commercial with a trans woman in a bathtub drinking a Bud Light. And then they put her on the can. And Kid Rock shot up a fucking, a bunch of cases of Bud Light. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for. I go, I, I go. First of all, I, I, not only do I not give, not, it, I'm, it's not going to affect the way I, I consume goods at all, yeah, at all. No. By the way, I, I met, I met a bunch of trans people. I, I have never had a problem with a trans I, person I, ever. I, I, I believe trans is a real thing. Yeah. Um. I, I did jokes about trans people in my new special, and I said, I, oh, you know, I like a bit of publicity, right? But I think what I was saying was funny things i i do i see push come to shove do i think that every single one of them is equal or, uh, yeah. no each situation is different each yeah. situation in my opinion on like whether kids should do it or something like that i'll try to keep that to myself because yeah. that's once again will get me in trouble that will be a right? conversation i have with my wife if yeah, one yeah, of our yeah, daughters yeah, yeah. wants to transition yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a conversation i'm sharing with anyone and if you transition but you're of age and i'll support you fully i might yeah, I, I, I just, fucking just sell get some those fake tits and you keep whipping fucking your shirt rip off. my shirt off. I fucking sell. You think I'm doing numbers now? I'll be doing fucking Raymond James. You'll get arrested fucking for exposing them. Beautiful tits. I would have beautiful I said, fucking I said tits. that on my special. I go, they always get perfect ones. That's not the real female yeah. experience. They want to be a real woman. They've got to get one slightly bigger than the other. My, you do that, you can play any sport you want. My cousin... My cousin Andrew's the funniest fucking dude, but not like, I mean, he does comedy, I think as a lark, he's really a writer, but he's just a funny hang, like a funny dude. And we were in Serbia doing the movie and, and, and we were, he, we were in the car and someone had some a big, someone had transitioned and you know, private conversations yeah, yeah. are usually the funniest. Yeah, yeah. And he just goes, yeah, you know, I'd be a lot cooler with it if he had a bracket. And I said, what? And he goes. If he knew about March Madness and he had a bracket, then I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
and like, and I was like, and, and, and he goes, and why do you always got to pick the cool name? Why can't you just, how come you can't just be like uh, Chad? Like, why, yeah, and, and he was just very casual and we were crying fucking laughing <laughs> about, uh, about just the idea of like, if I transitioned, I'd go fucking hard. I'd go, I'd go hard. I, I keep my dick. Yeah, then you know uh, you see that's it. you see that's I just a, want the tits. That's a debate. Yeah, like if, oh, you, if I would, you keep the dick, is if that I had still, those tits, I would jerk off and play with my. Or tits is it just something time. that yeah, you know, it's like that 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 school shooting that happened in Nashville, right? So yeah. the person was transitioning, and then it, does that become part of the story? Is there an inco- inconsequential to the tale? You drinking that beer? Wait. There were, in Nashville, it was a trans person who did the last school shooting. Oh wow! I, now I and so that, only and when, I only go my I'm only peaked because I go. That must have set off a shit storm. It was a woman who became a man. And she went to that school and now he went to that. See, that was the bit that they were, they were right. They, they, oh, they, I heard. Right? Yeah. So. I, I knew about the shooting. I didn't not, I don't, maybe I, I didn't know about But that I don't plan. know. See, this is the thing. Does that still go? Because it's always men who shoot up schools. Does that go into to our stats or? Like I feel like I think that I think we put that as an L for the ladies on that one. Yeah, is that, is that him or her? That's that's it was him. By the time it did, I still even respect I don't know, the shooter. I, if the shooter wants to be called him, I'll call you him if that's the thing. But I, I don't. I'm gonna call you all the other bad shit I called. Dudes. Yeah, you're a piece. Yeah. You're a piece of fucking shit, sir. Yeah, you're you're a horrible human being, Mister. It doesn't. You know, this is gonna sound super silly. I selfish cunts. These school shooters, selfish fucking cunts. I don't understand. I, I said, this is why I don't talk about because I, I said something super ignorant in, in our green room. Mm. I said, how old were the kids at Sandy Hook? And they were like six years old, no, seven years old. I, even and now, I, go, I just had a little thing, oh. on, like sadness. And then I go, what? I said, that I, I, I said that makes it almost worse. And then someone goes, hey, just so you know, any school shootings, absolutely horrible. I went, I know, but like, not that... Like when you when you go look at Columbine and you go, they were bullied. That you know, like there's they, they they had an agenda because of the kids how they treated them or how they perceived. There was the a way documentary they... on one of the kids that bullied yeah. Dylan Klebold and the other guy. There was, and I think it fucked up his life. I mean, oh. they, they, it was like you go like in in a weird way. Like when you look at like the movie Heather's, right? right. And you talk about that. I I can wrap my head around that a little bit. Not obviously, I can't wrap my head around a school shooting at all. Mm. But when you think six and seven. That is an that is there's a special place in hell for that person. It's terrible. Dumb Blaine in Britain. That's that was a grown man, not even a disillusioned teenager. A grown. What happened? That was the last uh, shooting in the UK, and it happened maybe 25 years ago, uh, maybe more. Right, about 25 years ago, Dumb Blaine and uh, a guy went into a preschool and shot up a whole lot of uh, like year one and year. Or maybe they were like five, right? He shot shot up the school, a small little village in Scotland, and then they brought in the gun restrictions. They haven't had a shooting there since. It's the same as the school the shooting. Now I know, I know. Cause this is why sometimes I'm hesitant to be on your podcast because <laughs> some of your, some of your fans fucking go me. Wait, after. You don't have a gun yet? Sure. <laughs> I, I I I plead another amendment right now. The okay. fifth. Yeah, this is dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That, I mean, because I get I get shit on a lot for these type of things, man. What's so crazy? I, because because this is what you were saying about. So you have you have a rainbow a rainbow beer. You weren't even holding a rainbow beer. You were just holding a beer. I was holding a beer that that has rainbow options, but you were holding a rainbow. Yeah. And so, in another crowd, you get applauded for that. 
and then in this crowd you get booed. Yeah. And I fucking I like left wing comedians. I like right wing comedians. I, like I, comedians. Lo- I grew up listening. My parents loved John Denver, and I like Metallica. Yeah. I don't see this person because a lot of people will write your shit, and this comic's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll never be as good as blah 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 or something like that. They write all that type yeah. of crap, right? I don't. <laughs> Hannah Gatsby and me can exist in the same world. Yeah, can exist in the same, and you can like us both. If you, if you so wish. You can – there must have been people in that room that, that were scared to actually mention that, oh, no, I have no problems with trans people because oh, – I, I, I had no problems telling that audience I don't have problems with trans people and I don't think that Bud Light went far enough and then I wrote a joke about it. I was like <laughs> – Good for you. Well, I, I just I – no one's ever going to dictate. I I'm ch- never going to be dictated how I feel about anything to any, by anyone because, because also I don't – like I'm not the guy in the know on anything. I never have a take when it came comes to well, guns. The, the beauty of you, and I hope that I have a little bit of this as well. And there's a, a lot of good comics. I think real good comedy comes from I'm an idiot. Yeah. But here's what I think, and here's a few things I know. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm an idiot. So so I try to do on stage, and I don't I don't try with words or something. But, to keep my sort of persona both uh, above and below the audience, so high ground and low ground. So there's high ground comics and there's low ground comics that are below everybody. Yeah. I try to go, oh, I've got a good idea. Maybe you didn't hear this. Oh, I'm a fucking moron. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, do, you do, you, you, I mean, well, I, you, I, I've, we've broken down your comedy on a tour bus before and crying, fucking laughing at your ability to, your ability to, I mean, I don't, and I don't want to go into the bit because I don't want to break apart the bit and and, but the, the, your uh, ra, ra, your Pistorius bit. Yeah, yeah. We we broke that down about how brilliant it is because it's saying something while getting you to laugh at the fucking funniest thing in the like. It's just it was, it was a woman being murdered. Yeah, it's it it, and it's, it's I mean, but like, but like, and obviously I was joking. I don't condone people killing their wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I do jokes about my wife being Indian and stuff like that. And then someone wrote. I had one complaint. One lady wrote to me. And uh, and she wrote and she wrote, "How dare you pick on Indian wives like that?" Right? I went, "I only have one. <laughs> I'm not picking on all of them." <laughs> that's fucking great. Yeah, that's. Great. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my favorite story about having uh, uh, my so my 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 father-in-law is an Indian fellow, but he grew up in 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 uh, London, Cockney accent, and his name's Derek, isn't he? Derek. Yeah. Derek, Derek's a new fellow. Talks like this. I'm Derek, right? Follow Tottenham, don't I? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so my dad meets Derek. So my father-in-law and my father meet each other over Christmas, and we're about to spend three weeks together, right, in a house I got in Sydney, right? And so, so, uh, so my dad, we're driving up to the house, and he's about to meet my in-laws. And my father, old school Australian bloke, he wants to get everything right, you know. He wants to, you know, and he goes, "So, what's your father-in-law's name?" And I said, Derek. And he goes, Daruk. Daruk. Stop trying to ethnic it up, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 keep, just keep it. Derek. And he goes, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And then he meets him. Hello, Eric. And you're like... <laughs> but he was just oh. in such a panic because he didn't want to do it right. Like That's not my dad being racist saying Daruk. That's my dad trying to, trying to do his best. Yeah. Trying to say the right thing and not upset anyone, but like you know, they got on like a house on fire. Best did mates. You, did you did you name your son any Indian ethnicity name? Um, his middle name 
is uh, Dan Raj, which is my wife's real last name. So my wife changed her name for acting reasons to Lawrence, but her real last name is Dan Raj. And she thought that would be a hindrance. And now possibly help her in a career, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt. You know it what I mean? It couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. But she changed her name to Lawrence. Tazzy Lawrence. Russell Peters' last name really Peters? I don't know. But I know a lot of people have done that. It's like, like, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, who's like, um, God, Chippendales, Hassan Minaj. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, uh, I come out. Kamal Nanjani. Kamal Nanjani. That's a that's a that's a bold name to come out with. Not change it or anything like that. Well, he's, he's got a bold accent too. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. like he's he's fucking in it. Yeah, he grew yeah. up in Pakistan. Russell Dominic. Okay, so Russell grew up in Canada. Yeah. So I, I, I remember trying to ask Russell about his. Indian I would heritage, say I would say like, that, I'm more Canadian. I would say Peters. Maybe got changed a couple of generations back to Peters. Yeah. Maybe before I don't know. Maybe they're always Peters. Maybe Peters is a popular name in India. I don't know. I, I remember yeah, his parents are Maureen Peters and Eric Peters. Yeah. The Peters. They're the Peters. <laughs> yeah, they're the Peters. His brother, Clayton Peters, is one of the funniest dudes his in the world. His other brother, Peter Peters. They're all there. Yeah, I heard they're pumpkin eaters. Oh, the, yeah. um... <laughs> that's my favorite bit of the podcast. That's, the best. that's a that's great a, end line to end on. That's the, that, you should name this episode <laughs> Pumpkin Eaters. <laughs> And just like, wait till we get to there. Um, <laughs> People will listen. Why are they pumpkin yeah. eaters? So wait, what, uh, you're on tour. Say, what, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, if JimJeffries.com. Um, and I've just announced a whole lot of uh, 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 Canadian and American, North American dates. Um, but we, we've got Vienna, Zurich, Jesus, Budapest, Athens, Lisbon, there. Barcelona, Madrid, Tel Aviv, Dubai, Antwerp, Rotterdam, Retrovic. And then my next gigs are in Vegas. And I put that I'm going to try to enter the World Series of Poker. For real? Yeah, it's on when I'm in Vegas. I'm going to try to enter. Oh, fuck yeah. That's fucking badass. I, 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 I might get knocked out real quick. I'm not a bad poker player, but amongst me mates, you know. Amongst yeah. me friends. Well, you can wear a mask and pretend you're afraid of COVID. No, no, just, no, no, no. And no. wear a mask and then no one can... No, I like to... Because there's always... Ray Romano's always yeah. there. And uh, there's a guy who's helping me out with the poker. And he... Uh, I said to him, he goes, uh, he goes, I used to play with an Aussie guy. Who is the Aussie guy? He goes, blonde hair, Shane. Something. I go, Shane Warne. He goes, that's Shane Warne, right? Yeah, Shane Warne. Yeah. And I said, yeah, he's a pretty good cricket. This is how little cricket's known. This guy was like, I played poker with a guy called Shane Warne, who was a pretty good poker player. He was the greatest bowler that ever lived. And when he died, very early, he died like last year, a billion people watched his funeral on television. Are you serious? One in, one in eight humans watched his funeral. He was as famous as a human being could be. Who is he? He used to, he used to date Liz Hurley, right? For real? How died. did he die? He, just a heart attack, just quite young. There he is. There's Shane. Shane Shane Warn W A R N E, there he is. There's Warney. He's he's the most famous Australian. When he died, Australians didn't have to go to work, and we had a national funeral. Like Who did he play for? Did he play for Australia? Uh, and he, did he do 40, 40 for forty? What is it? Forty? Oh no, he was back in Test match days. He was already retired and doing oh, wow. tw 20, 20 he's for twenty. Beautiful. <laughs> he's beautiful. He, he was the greatest spin bowler. He did this bowl where the ball would land here and then it would go whoomp, sideways off the bounce. He was remarkable, remarkable at, 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 as an athlete. And the Americans know him as quite a good poker player. 
That's fucking hilarious. That's it, fucking hilarious. There's like very few celebrities that if I met them, I would be too nervous to talk. And Shane Warne would be the too nervous to talk category. It's like like he died young. So they all, you know, everyone was in mourning. I reckon the Canadians need Wayne Gretzky to die soonish, right? Just not for him. Not for him. Not for him. Uh, for them, though. Because if he dies now, they get a holiday. They yeah. get an ex. They get Gretzky Day all yeah, yeah, day, or yeah. very at least the f- funeral. They get the it, day of work. Yeah. If you leave it too long, and we start listening to Gretzky's podcast, I don't George give Burns. a puck. Yeah, you right? become George Burns. And his podcast yeah. is like, and I'll tell you why there weren't many black hockey players. Yeah, yeah. Like if he starts doing that, if we start hearing his old man views, yeah, he'll fade off into obscurity. As yeah. I don't listen to him. You want him to die around now. You want? I guess you want your death to be tragic. Ah, not tragic. You want it to, but you want it to be you ever get in a, your prime. You ever get on an airplane and then you think, I sometimes used to think this, I reckon I might be the most famous person on this airplane. Yeah. I reckon I'll get most of the media coverage on this accident. And then sometimes you walk in, I walked on once and then I sat down and we were good friends. I sit down, I'm like, ah, Bob Saget's here. I'll, <laughs> I'll just be the big bopper I on this sat, flight. I, won't even get I sat on a plane. I sat on a plane one time and I was with, the entire band of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right. And I was like, there's no way anyone will mention me at all. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire goes down. Yeah, Earth, Wind, and yeah, Fire yeah, goes Earth, down in flames. <laughs> yeah, all, all day, Earth, Wind, and oh. Fire. Oh, uh, there's Shane. Look at him. Bloody beast of a man. He used to smoke cigs in between overs. He, he, he ate like a fucking animal. He'd get fat. Here we go. Look at, look at what this ball will do. This will be unbelievable. I don't know. Oh, this is a live match, right? So he throws it, boom. Oh, yeah, that wasn't. We're actually watching a game. Oh, we're not watching is, his highlights. Yeah, we're just watching an actual. Oh, no, we, okay, oh, no, someone caught it, but this is a five day sport. I we'll love to outfits. watch this for a I long. love the outfits. Well, this is the thing. So they, they changed it to a one day sport and they started playing nighttime cricket, right? So nighttime cricket was the first time they played it under lights. And uh, the first time the lights, the red ball couldn't be seen under lights. Really? So they went, a white ball can be seen, right? So they changed to a white ball, but the white balls were getting lost in the, in the uniforms. uniforms. Yeah. And so that's when the first coloured uniforms came in, where they had the Australian and New Zealand and South African and Indian uniforms came in with, yeah. with all the bright colours. And then they were like this, we could even, we could sell the jerseys. Yeah. Like how fucking dumb are these cunts that the whole time – because you couldn't sell that merchandise. No. It's just a white outfit. Yeah. It's a white outfit with a sweater. Yeah, yeah, with a sweater. Yeah, yeah. I it's like the sweater. Sleeveless sweater. And there's a, there's a hat that the Australians have to wear called the baggy green. Yeah. Right? And it's a, it's this old hat called the Australian baggy green. And the baggy green, you, you only get one your whole lifetime. Right? And anyone who plays for Australia gets one. So they're very sought after. These are these are real like, this. this is the, that's the hat. It's an ugly looking hat like this. But you only get one your whole career. And by the end of your career, if you, you're an old book, they look like tattered bits of fucking mess on the really? top of these people's heads. Yeah. There it is. It's a monstrosity and, of a And thing. they're hard to get? You, only, you got to play for Australia. The only people who get to get them. Really? I've never touched one. For real? That's the most coveted thing in, a, in Australian sport. If you get that hat, that ugly fucking hat, oh, you're living the life. Fuck. Now, maybe if you if you blew half a million on eBay, you might be able to pick one up, yeah. right? But it wouldn't be cheap. Baggy green. Fuck. I'll get you one for your birthday one year. All right. I'm going to Australia Friday. 
I'll be. I'll go and grab a bag of green. I'll, I'll tell me, Dad. Where are you, oh, you're playing at the theater? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can go over borrow the Brad Pitt suit. <laughs> tell your dad to come to my show. I'd love to have him as, as a guest. Tell him to wear the Brad Pitt suit. Oh, he has. I fucking love he it. He has the. He, I, I, I did. I did a gig at his bowling. My dad plays lawn bowls every day. Yeah. And so I said that we're doing the big tour. We're doing like five thousand seaters and stuff like this. And I said to my dad, I said, "How about I come by the bolo, right? And I I, I do a gig down there because all of his old mates they're all in their eighties and nineties and all that sort of stuff. They're not going to come to the shows. Yeah. My dad wanted to show off a bit or whatever. Yeah. And so I said, I'll tell you what, I'll go down to the bowling club, I'll do a gig, and I'll give all the, the money uh, to the bowling club. There's only a hundred and thirty people who yeah, get yeah, into yeah. this room, so it sold out in minutes. Like it was yeah. easy. So I go down there. I'm giving the bowling club all the money. This is lawn bowls, yeah. right? They, he plays it every day. They all have to wear white suits. Old men have to wear white suits with oh, white really? jumpers to go around in a white hat to socialise with their friends every day. Oh, wow. Right? So my dad has a uniform to go see his mates. I like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. It sets aside the, the poor from the rich. Yeah. We're all the same. We're in an yeah. outfit. Right? So he goes down and bowls. And then this old bloke comes up to me. So, so there's a little tiny stage where they have the raffle. Yeah. You know, bingo. Would it happen up there or the raffle, right? Yeah. And in the side of the stage is a doorway with a closet that would be five foot by five foot, little tiny room, very like closet, yeah. right? Where they keep the mops and the buckets and all that type of shit, right? And so the people who ran it, they thought, oh, we need to give him a dressing room because he doesn't want the people. Well, I didn't give a fuck. There was people I went to school with. This is the suburb I grew up in, right? Yeah. And, and, and so they cleared out the mops and the buckets and then they, they had the same rider as I get for my other gigs that oh, my management sent fuck. it through. So there was a fucking meat platter, meat and cheese platter for the other acts and stuff like that. And uh, I like a sugar-free Red Bull if I'm a bit sleepy, yeah. perk me up like this. So I'm not going to sit in the fucking closet. The show's not for two hours, right? I'm not going to sit in the fucking closet. So I go out and I socialise with all the old blokes and my dad's mates and see some guys I went to high school with this. This ninety-year-old bloke who's the who's the who's the main man at the bloody club. He's yeah. the chief of the club, right? The board member. Yeah, comes up to me and goes, "Now you listen here." And mind you, I'm about to donate ten grand to their fucking their, their place, right? Yeah. He goes, "Now you listen to here. We went to a lot of trouble to clear out that room for you, and you haven't fucking used it, right? I had to bring Red Bulls in. I went to the shops myself. We don't sell them here." I had to get, I had to get you out, and no one's touched the fucking meat platter. <laughs> right? And he walked away, and I was like a little kid. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, I'll get it right." Yeah, out. yeah. I turned to my friend Amos, who was opening for me. And I'm like, "Amos, we got to go in there and drink Red Bull and eat meat platters in the yeah. dark, man, because this guy, they're going to fucking go us." Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Right. Well, you've been trying to end this podcast for a while. I'm no, shut no, up. no. I got to go fucking. I think I'm going to go to Jimmy Kimmel unless I have COVID. What do you do? Are you uh, paneling? No, no, no. You're not no. doing stand-up. No, no. So I don't know. you're a guest. No, 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 no. I'm doing. It's it's not. We're not going to shoot it for uh, for like another month. But I'm doing. We're doing a segment. Me and Gedimo. I think it's Gedimo. He he's a he's a coach at my kids' little league. Oh, for real? Not my kids' team, yeah. but he's on the thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't look as bewildered. Oh he's yeah. Like he's like yeah. He's a sound mind on the TV show. He's always like yeah. this. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, like that. He's on the sidelines like this. All right, turn the double over there. Now you yeah. get back. Like he's like an eloquent man. Yeah, no, we're doing a segment together. We're doing a sketch together. Yeah. And I think it's to promote the movie. So I don't, but I don't know what it is. But, uh, and I'm a little like, I haven't, I haven't done anything network television in fucking years. Well, the COVID sort of stopped that for, I, yeah. I, I did panel for like when being a guest on those shows, whenever I always enjoy who's the other guest. Oh yeah, and I always get like 
I never get like sort of brash men because they want to offset me. Yeah. Right. So I always get like, there's always like really attractive women are the other guests, right? Like yeah. really like, so one time I had like Margot Robbie was the other guest, right? And, and so she's Australian, right? She's Australian. So I have an in. Yeah. Australian, Australian. I met yeah. Brad a couple of times. We've we got something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm standing. Maybe she's seen me. She's, she's Australian. She's to have seen you. She's like, for yeah. sure, right? So I, I'm like, I'm like standing in my doorway. Her dressing room's up the thing, just acting like I'm looking for someone, just in the hope that she'll walk by. Just walking past her door, back and forth. Yeah. Margo, Margo Kidder. I'm, I'm listening to a podcast. Sorry, yeah, but, but that's the thing as well. Like you think that you meet these other guests, they do their spot. They're in a car and gone by the time yeah. you're on. I never. I never meet the other person, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's who, who was on there? There was yeah, me and Margot. Oh, there's a picture of me and my wife in the center there at the at the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood premiere. That's where we had the tickets. God, you look, you got that's you look good in a suit, Jim. I uh, I was twenty pounds lighter there. I've just come off tour. I'm gonna get another ten pounds in Europe. I have a TV weight that I always hit. What is it? Uh, it's two hundred. Is my oh. TV what weight? What do you now? I'm two fifteen. Oh my God! You don't look two fifteen. Yeah, I'm two fifteen. I'm two fifty. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but got, I'm on testosterone. You got testosterone. You got my, look at my like fucking this. arms. Nothing, 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 nothing. All right, I'm gonna man, go over to Jimmy I, Kimmel. I want to tell you what a joy this has been, Bert. dude. Thank I love you, so, man. So I love much. you. You're love the fucking you best, Thank you so much for it's, having it's, me. On. I'm being serious, and, I, and I, I've said this before. I've I've said it forever. I've been a fan of yours way longer than I've known you, mm. and it's cool that we're friends and. I'm, I appreciate I'm, I feel that, man. Uh, honored, man. Thank Feelings you. mutual, man. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much. Boom. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears, One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur fartology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two bears, one cave.